This is a WEEU sports presentation. WEEU Sports presents exclusive live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball. High School Sports on WEU is brought to you in part by Angstadt Family Dental, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. Berks County High School Basketball, presented by Cross Keys Insurance, only on WEU, 8.30 a.m. in Reading, online at 8.30, WEU.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a brand new year and a brand new start, if you will, to the high school basketball season, or maybe more appropriately, a restart, as we get our coverage of high school basketball and WEU continuing. And the, tonight, it is in Division One of the Berks Boys Conference as the Reading Red Knights face off against the Exeter Eagles. Of course, these two teams last year had monumental seasons. They met one another for the Berks County Championship and ultimately finished their season at the Pinnacle High School Basketball in the state championships in Hershey. Exeter off to a 4-4 four and four start so far. The Red Knights off to a 5-3 and three start. Both teams have won their first game so far in divisional play. The Eagles in Division 2 of the Berks Boys Conference. The Red Knights in Division 1. It is the Eagles and the Red Knights. And as always, it's high school basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance live on D30 AM WEU and Reading. Tonight's game and all of our high school basketball coverage right up and until the very end of the playoffs is available to you for free online at 830weu.com. We'll take a timeout back to the Geigel Complex right after this. Bad hair day, bad day at the office, bad day behind the wheel. Hey, stuff happens, even to the best of us. At least your car insurance rate doesn't have to take a hit. Get Erie Rate Lock from Erie Insurance. Gives you a great rate that stays put until you change a car, driver, or your address. Plus, seriously good service. Now that's something to smile about. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Erie Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage and is not available in all states. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Welcome back to the Geigel Complex alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool getting you set for high school basketball again tonight. It is Exeter taking on Reading High. I mentioned it in a moment ago about the success that these two teams had a year ago, but there is obviously change. It's what's the beauty of high school basketball. Both the beauty and the beast of high school sports is that graduation changes everything. And, of course, some significant pieces are now no longer a part of the mix for these two teams, but there are 
significant pieces back from those state championship bred teams a year ago. However, it is coaching changes that is also a common theme to these two teams. Francis Kamara, who was a part of Rick Perez's staff, is now the head coach for running high. Jeff Van Gorder, who was not a part of Matt Ashcroft's staff a year ago, steps in and takes over, Rich. And that's, I think, where we all start with this, is that you have a brand-new coach walking into a team with has some experience and continuity and trying to mix all of that together. Yeah, Jeff Van Gorder was hired in late June, early July, after the resignation of Matt Ashcroft, who guided the Eagles to the state cha- 5A state championship game last year. Jeff is a, has 12 years of experience as a college assistant. His last stop was Muhlenberg College in Allentown. Uh, he, you know, he's, he told us that he's got about 70% of his stuff, offensive and defense, installed. And uh, it's, it's a learning experience almost every day with these guys, even though they're experienced. He, he returns four veterans, four, four veteran regulars from the state finalist team last year, Kevin Sands, Alex Kelsey, Reese Garvin, and Aiden Dobble. Uh, but it, it, but it's been an adjustment, not only for them, but for him, because this is his first head coaching job. Uh, he's a native of Portland, New York, and uh, anybody who has driven to Syracuse, New York, knows has passed <laughs> Portland. It's right off uh, I-81. Um, and he is um, he, he didn't play basketball in college, played it in high school, um, loved his high school basketball coach, and Wanted to get into it, and, and here we are. He's been on quite a journey. But, yeah, right now with the Eagles, it is, it is a big adjustment. Uh, they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, they're, they're playing a different style than they did under Matt Ashcroft. They're a much faster-paced team. Uh, they want to get in the open court and run in a controlled way. Uh, they're, they're scoring more points than they did last year, but they're also giving up considerably more uh, than they did last year. So it, it is a, it's a difference, and it's an adjustment, and he thinks – what he, he likes what he has seen in recent games from his guys. And the other thing that's kind of been a bit of, a, of an issue in all of this is practice time. Obviously, every coach, no coach ever thinks that he has enough practice time. But the schedule that the Exeter Eagles have faced so far has been kind of polar, polarizing to that effect because they've had games kind of bunched up against one another, including last week when they played on Wednesday and Thursday in the Cedarcrest tournament, they played Lebanon on Wednesday, won that game, then they and then lost the Cedarcrest chip game, and then the next day played Springford, who by the way lost to Reading High last year in the state semifinal. So it's a tough sled with no practice time in between. Yeah, they've had eight games, and only one of those games has been a standalone game. Every other, almost every other one, I guess six other ones have been back to back, and and it's been difficult for him. Um, to make adjustments between games, and he, he said, he, Jeff said that he would like he likes the schedule over the next week because they're going to get a five or six day break in between games, and he feels like he can teach a lot during that time. They'll play Twin Valley on Thursday, and then a little bit of a break, and we'll see them a week from Thursday. They will be squaring off against their Division Two rival in Berks Catholic at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium. But that's where the Eagles are at four and four. Their lone win in conference play so far on the year. Everybody's played, just about everybody's played one game so far in divisional play. And the Eagles beat Daniel Boone by a score of 77-49. But as I said, last week, a win against Lebanon, then a loss to Cedarcrest in the Cedarcrest Championship tournament game. And then the following night, come back and play Springford and lost that game 82-69. So still not a whole lot of time in between. So just got a chance to get in the gym and run a little bit, keep the legs fresh, getting ready for the Red Knights. So now we transition to the Red Knights, who are making their own version of a transition. 
maybe not as stark of a transition because Francis Camara was not only a member of Rick Perez's staff as an assistant, but he's also a Red Knight by blood. Yes, Francis was, I'm sure Rick Perez hoped that Francis would succeed him, excuse me, and he has, and and he's done a decent job. They they start off slow, gave up 90 (laughs) points. and Central York at Central one. York in game one, yeah. Central York, by the way, very good team. Happened to lose to Wilson last week. And Francis and my temperature had to be taken after that game. But he says they, they, the Red Knights have improved dramatically defensively since that night. He likes what he sees. He said we're starting to get into our own rhythm. And um, they've played much better defensively since that opening night. Yeah, but then when you look at the Red Knights, and you know this, you know that the guys who – who were the heart and soul of that state championship team a year ago, Ruben Rodriguez, Miles Gray, Aris Rodriguez, Amir Berdine, who grew up playing with one another and took it all the way to that state championship, all of whom are graduated and are now at the college level either playing football in the case of Amir Berdine or playing basketball in the case of the other three. The situation arises now as to who now becomes the dude. And the dude for the Red Knights now is a guy who was a complimentary piece a year ago in Yadiel Cruz. So far, through eight games, Yadiel Cruz has stepped up. Yeah, Yadiel Cruz, a senior, is averaging more than 20 points a game, coming off an outstanding 30-point performance against Cardinal O'Hara last week in, in the Red Knights holiday tournament. The difference in him, according to Francis Camara, is that not only does he have more confidence, but his teammates have much more confidence in him. You know, what we liked what we saw from him last year and his ability to rebound, especially off the offensive glass, was a, a massive boost to the Red Knights during their championship run. Uh, so, And he's taken his game to another level. He looks like a completely different player, more mature, um, more aggressive, because he was overshadowed by the four guys you <laughs> mentioned who, you know, grew up playing here, playing in Reading, wanting to play for the Red Knights. Uh but the Red Knights will be without Nick Chapman tonight, one of their key parts. Uh, Nick's averaging almost 11 points a game, suffered an eye injury last week in the holiday tournament. It sounds like he might be out for a couple weeks. Um, so that's going to be a big loss for the Red Knights here as they begin their uh, get into the teeth of their league schedule. Yeah, Chapman, without a doubt, is kind of the spark plug of this team, the kind of the emotional leader a lot of ways, especially on the defensive end for sure. So in some ways, the mantle gets passed in a lot of ways because of who's going to pass the basketball. And that is the sophomore point guard by the name of Wesley Rosario. Probably not a, a big name to you at this point in time, but he is just a 10th grader. When there's a freshman on the varsity at Reading High, it kind of jumps out at you to say, whoa, whoa, wait, there's a freshman who's on the varsity at Reading High. He must be half decent. Well, he didn't see a whole lot of time, obviously, in the rotation, but he will have the basketball in his hands as the point guard, a 10th grader. And Francis Kamara said to us, the reason he didn't pay attention to it because he was on a JV and you weren't watching. Yeah, he, he described him to us as amazing. That was the word he used. And he also said nobody paid any attention to the JV games last year, for good reason, by the way, because of, of the kind of season the varsity was having. But he said he would put on shows in the JV games, Wesley Rosario. And he he's somebody... You know, as opposed to Exeter, Exeter has Kevin Sands now handling the basketball, playing the point, sort of out of position. Wesley Rosario is a true point guard and a big part 
of the Red Knights this year. So we'll take a look at the starters in a moment, but before we do that, it's time now for us to take a look at our keys to the game. And they're brought to you by REMAX Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis. If you're buying or selling a home, Phil Macaronis is a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame with over 20 years of experience providing countless buyers and sellers keys to their real estate transactions. Call 610-670-2770 and ask for Phil Macaronis for the keys to buying and selling your home. Exeter Redding, boys basketball tonight at WEU, and Rich Garcella has his keys to tonight's game. Let's start with the Exeter Eagles. They need to limit turnovers. Now, they might be more than, we're talking maybe more than the Eagles average last year because of how fast the Eagles play at such a fast pace. But Jeff wants to limit the turnovers, probably wants them to be around 12 to 15 instead of in the 20s. He also wants his guys to rebound off the defensive glass. He doesn't want any putbacks. And I think specifically, box out Yadiel Cruz. He didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what he meant. For the Reading High Red Knights, the home team, Francis Kamara wants to make the Eagles shooters uncomfortable. Um, They have some very, very good uh, outside shooters. Um, I think they have five or six guys with at least ten threes. And he also wants his young men to rebound and especially play hard off the glass. So they're the keys, Bob. I always find it interesting because there's always teams who feel as if, you know, I think we're athletic enough and I think that we have the the makeup that we can play with the Red Knights and go with the Red Knights. And then they go against the Red Knights and somehow or another they seem to fall on that sword. It is easier to say, yeah, I think we can watching them on film than when you see them in person, especially in this building. Yeah, I mean, especially last year with Ruben Rodriguez and Miles Gray and how many p- passes those guys tipped and, and, and got their hands on. We'll see if this Reading High team can do the same thing, but you're, you're right. You know, it's easier said than done trying to run against a Reading High team that is always looking to run and, and push push the ball up the court. Um, it, it'll be interesting because, you know, Jeff... Ben Gorder came from college. You know, he, he likes to be aggressive. That's his style, he said. He also coaches an AEU, directs an AEU program, uh, has been a part of the hoop group. So he, he, all of that has contributed to how he wants his team to play. And uh, it, it will be a, a, a clash for sure here, a clash of styles, to see how, how one team break how one team goes runs the ball and the other team runs the ball at the court it was an epic matchup last year in the county championship game of course at santander arena where the exeter eagles had running high on the ropes the red knights made that valued comeback in the second half and ended up winning the county championship 70 to 63 the knights 25th berks county championship both teams then went on to win district championships the red knights winning their 24th district three title and Exeter, of course, winning a district championship as well. The Eagles beat Mannheim Central for the district championship and then eventually all the way to the state final where they eventually lost to just a whole other animal into Imhotep Charter. The Red Knights, of course, with the district championship game, their district championship game was much more of a tussle in the game against Cumberland Valley. They won that one by a final score of 55-54 and then the win over Roman Catholic in the 6A championship for the Red Knights, their third state championship in seven years and the epic career of Rick Perez here at Reading High School. Ultimately, that was his final game. He finishes as the Red Knights' all-time winningest basketball coach at the all-time winningest basketball program in the state of Pennsylvania. Right now, Reading High has won 2,246 games 
in program history, and there's no one even remotely close. Chester is second, and they are a distant second in terms of total victories in program history. But Rick Perez, in his 12 seasons, 281 wins, passing Jim Gano, who had the record for a long time for coaching victories here at Reading High School. Rick Perez's unbelievable run at Reading High ends up at 281 and 74 in 12 seasons, won six county titles, five District 3 titles, and, of course, the first and only, so far, three state titles in Reading High basketball history. It's the Eagles and the Red Knights tonight. Tonight's starting lineups are brought to you by UECU. Utilities employees work hard every day to keep our communities powered and connected. Utilities Employees Credit Union has been serving them and their families with everything from mortgages to auto loans to savings for college. And now UECU wants to be there for you. Pennsylvania residents can now join UECU through their association with PACC. Visit UECU.org to get started. Federally insured by NCUA, NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. For the Eagles, and again, Jeff Van Gorder, Rich mentioned the coaching legacy for Jeff Van Gorder. From 2011 to 2015, a very good Division Three program at Hamilton. Then he went out west to Carnegie Mellon in 2015 to 2018. Then back on the east side of the Pennsylvania to Ursinus in 2018 to 2022. And then last year at Muhlenberg College. All really good Division Three basketball programs. And so he has certainly put in the time and the effort to become a basketball coach and learn the ropes. And now he gets his first head coaching job here with a Exeter program that has great expectations. Here are the starters for Jeff Van Gorder tonight. Some, some, some familiar names in Kevin Sands and Reese Garvin, two very integral parts of that state championship game run a year ago. Both are six foot four, and both are seniors. Alex Kelsey, who was a dynamo off the Eagles bench, is now a starter at six foot one and a senior. Aiden Dobble, a 6'3", major contributor as a freshman last year off the Eagle bench, is also now a starter, 6'3", and a sophomore. And tonight, Devin Nestor gets the start in replacement of Brady Murray. Murray was shaken up, only saw a couple of minutes in the Cedar Crest game last week, missed the Lebanon game, missed the Springboard game. They expect to get some time from him tonight off the bench. He had been a starter, and he is one of their top three-point shooters on the air. So that's the starters for the Eagles. For the Red Knights, the two bigs inside, we mentioned Yadiel Cruz, who's averaging, by the way, 20-plus points per game so far through the first eight games of this is senior season. He's at 6-2. And then Malik Osumano, who is at 6-5 and a senior. And then we mentioned the point guard is Wesley Rosario, six foot and a sophomore. The coach's kid is Jeremiah Kamara, just a freshman, Francis's freshman son, who started on the football team as a freshman and now starting on the basketball team as a ninth grader as well, 5-9 and a freshman. And with the absence of Nick Chapman, as Rich mentioned, with the injury, took an elbow to the side of the temple and uh, with an orbital bone issue for Nick Chapman, sporting a nice shiner right now under that eye. And hopefully they'll get him back soon. Nick Chapman out of the starting lineup and out of the rotation. So Daquan Burgess, 5'10", and a senior, will get the start in addition to the other four. I think, Rich, when we talk about the tempo of this game, I don't know how deep either of these two teams are, again, with the injury factor, because Reading High, watching them last week in, the, in their holiday tournament, they were basically playing about seven, maybe eight, and now down one with the absence of Chapman. Exeter probably is about seven, maybe eight, and we don't know for sure, and I don't know that Jeff Van Gorder knows for sure how much Brady Murray can give. So based on all that, I mean, I know they're 16 years old and they can run for a while. However... 
We'll see how much that factors into the ability of these two teams to play turnover-free at a higher pace. Well, it's also playing at a frenetic pace. How much will that take out of them? And I, I mean, I think Exeter may have a very slight advantage uh, in depth. You know, they have, I think, seven guys averaging five points or more compared to Reading, which has six. Um, that's very slight. But it, but it really, it, it's going to come down to the starters and, and, and how well each team handles the other team's pressure, how well who wins the rebounding battle, and who commits the fewest turnovers. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I thought it was interesting that when you were asking both coaches about keys, and obviously you expect them to be somewhat different and sometimes to be alike, but both pointed out the rebounding aspect of it. And I would think more than anything for Axeter to make sure that you keep Yadiel Cruz off the offensive glass, make him earn his points in other ways than some easy putbacks. The, the, yeah, I agree with that. That's that, that was Jeff Angorda's message to us without mentioning Yadiel Cruz's name. But one thing I look, you know, with the stats, Yadiel Cruz has made 12 three-point shots. So that's a part of his game that obviously has developed, has grown since we last saw him in the state championship game. Yeah, I mean, the things that Yadiel Cruz did last year, whenever he had some special moments, they were kind of a, a, a bonus factor because of all the other factors. You expected Ruben Rodriguez to get 18 to 20 every night. You expected Miles Gray to get 10 to 15 and Aris Rodriguez about the same. And so whenever you got extra con contributions from a Yadiel Cruz, it was something special. And sometimes it was on the offensive glass. Every once in a while, he dropped a three. But watching him last week, he just looks like a different player. And to Francis Camaro's answer to all of that is it's a confidence level. He's just playing with a different level of confidence right now as a senior yeah it'll be interesting to see how exeter chooses to defend him uh alex kelsey is their best defender he'd be giving up a, you know maybe three or four inches of size so we'll see how, how that how that works out uh, they don't have the big man of course anthony cachese's down at the university of delaware playing football um but it, it, it'll be fascinating to see how exeter defends Jeff Van Gorder said he's primarily a man-to-man -man guy with, with some zone thrown in. And I, I'm going to guess the same thing for Francis. We, we've seen so much man-to-man -man from Reading over the years and the zone press, but I'm, and they've, they've gone to the zone occasionally in the half court. Yeah, we're talking with Francis Kamara about what he sees different about Exeter right now this year than what they were last year. And his answer was, well, they're smaller. I said, well, yeah, it's small, smaller with one guy. One guy left, and they got a whole lot smaller when Anthony Cachese took his act to the back onto the football field at the University of Delaware. But he was extraordinarily impactful on the basketball floor for the Eagles run to the state final a year ago. And here we are with a rematch. What a way to ring in the new year and the heart in terms of the basketball court here in Berks County. A rematch of last year's county championship game and a very important game as well in the divisional matchup. Again, Exeter playing in Division Two of the Berks Boys League. Reading playing in Division One, They both won their respective divisions last year and certainly will be a factor in the division chase and the county playoffs and the District 3 playoffs as well as this season unfolds. Exeter is 4-4 four four so far to start. Reading High is 5-3 so far. And again, both are 1-0. Red Knights with a divisional win over Governor Mifflin. Exeter with a divisional win over the Daniel Boone Blazers. We'll take one more time out. We come back. It's tip-off time here at the Geigel Complex. Again, tonight's high school basketball game presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU. Exeter, Reading High, tip-off when we come back after this. 
Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance, where you'll always be treated fairly. It's easy. J.D. Power ranked us highest in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience two years in a row. So get a quote today. Call Cross Keys Insurance, 610-916-6190, or go to crosskeysins.com. For J.D. Power award information, go to jdpower.com. Erie Insurance. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit rednersmarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at rednersmarkets.com. Welcome back to the Geico Complex. Again, alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Exeter and Reading High about to get started. Again, the Eagles with wins over Mannheim Township, Conestoga Valley, and Lebanon. Losses to Archbishop Carroll, Perkyoman Valley, Cedarcrest, and Springport, in addition to their divisional win over Daniel Boone. For the Red Knights, wins over McCaskey, Hazleton, Liberty, and Cardinal O'Hara. Those last two winning the Red, Red Knight Holiday Tournament here at the Geigel. Losses to Central York and to Monsignor Bonner. And, of course, the victory over Redding High as well. And also the other loss to 5A defending state champion Imhotep earlier this year as well for the Red Knights. So 5-3 for Redding High, 4-4 four four for Exeter. Tonight's tip-off is brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Exeter, Fifth Street Highway, and Broadcasting Square. Feeding and serving high school sports athletes and coaches for almost 40 years. Red Knights in their home whites with the black and red trim. The Eagles in the visiting black with the blue and white trim. And we are about to get underway. Kevin Line, Troy Lister, and Justin Work on the whistles tonight at Iowa Complex. And our basketball game is underway. And the Red Knights and Daquan Burgess will handle it. He immediately gets it to Wesley Rosario, who drives and dumps it inside for Osumano. 
Nowhere to go. Kicks it out to Cruz, who gets himself tangled up and taken away by Reese Garvin and Exeter. Eagles up the other end. Kevin Sands fakes, drives, and stripped by Daquan Burgess. Back the other way come the Red Knights on a two-on-one. Burgess to Kamara for two. Both teams pushing the pace very early here in the first 30 seconds. Both come up with the turnover. Reading with the basket. 2-0. Red Knights on top on the bucket by Jeremiah Kamara. 7.8 points per game. Sands pops for three and rolls it in. Kevin Sands with his 13-3 of the year gives the Eagles the lead right back at 3-2. Rosario to match that hits the back iron. Tipped and controlled by Sands and back the other way come the Eagles. Sands, Dauble, Kelsey in the corner to a flashing Devin Nestor. Gives it back for Kelsey who drives but wave off the bucket. Offensive foul as Kelsey runs into Rosario. Offensive foul, Alex Kelsey. Yeah, that was a could have gone either way, but a nice take by Rosario. Kelsey Goat went hard to the basket. He drew, drew the foul. And Jeremiah Camaro, Wesley Rosario, Daquan Burgess, Yadiel Cruz, Maliko Sumano, the five on the floor for the Red Knights down 3-2, a minute and five seconds in. Rosario drives and dishes, but nobody home except the Exeter bench. Another turnover for the Red Knights. Eagles showed a little bit of zone there. It looked like maybe a 2-3 or maybe even a matchup. On Reading didn't have the ball long enough to, 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 get, to, to get a handle on that. Kevin Sands, as Rich said, kind of been forced into the point guard role for the Eagles. Kelsey gives it back for Sands at the top of the key, guarded by Kamara. Nestor will catch and shoot in three for, for Devin Nestor, his eighth of the season. It's 6-2 Eagles. Now we didn't see much of Devin Nestor last year, but, boy, no hesitation there. There's a missed shot inside. It's rebounded by Yadiel Cruz and tied up. Possession arrow will give it to Exeter. It's going to go as another turnover for the Red Knights, their third. 6-2 Exeter on top. And now Running High will respond with some full-court pressure on the inbound. Sands, Nestor, Kelsey, Garvin, and Dauble, the five on the floor for the Eagles. Kelsey will take it across half court by himself. Guarded by Rosario. On the right wing, flipped it to the left wing for Sands. Right back for Dauble, who catches, thought about driving, gives it back for Kelsey. Patient look this time by the Eagles. Sands fakes, drives, off balance, finish, but rolled it in. Kevin Sands for another field goal. Almost a little bit of a Euro step there. Sands with the roll, puts Exeter up six. Five of the eight now for Kevin Sands as Camaro maybe a little bit too far beyond the three-point arc is no good. Sands quickly up ahead for Kelsey. Drives baseline, blocked and fouled. Jeremiah Camaro fouled, fouled him, and now we're going to get a little push afterwards. Alex Kelsey walked into Francis Camaro and, and delivered a shoulder into his chest, and he just got teed up. That's going to be number two on Alex Kelsey. Jeremiah Camaro. In a right. Jeremiah Kamara. Did yeah, I say that, Francis? That, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't do it to the coach. No. Sorry, he did it to the coach's kid. Kamara got the first foul. And that's two on the Kelsey. Act. And that'll be the second foul now on Kelsey on the technical foul. And we talked about that with Jeff Van Gorder. We talked about that with Matt Ashcroft last year. That's Alex Kelsey. He plays with his heart on his sleeve, and at times it does him some damage. So he'll shoot the foul shots because he was fouled in the act. Again, that foul was on Jeremiah Kamara. First foul against the Red Knights. And so Kelsey will shoot two shots. And then the Red Knights will shoot the technical and get the ball back. The two shots by Kelsey are good. So it's now 10-2. to two. And now they'll get Kelsey.
of the game, and Tyler Flanders will check in. Flanders, a 6'2 junior, will come in, and Kelsey with those two fouls now comes out. 5.47 left to go in the first quarter. Daquan Burgess shooting the tee for the Red Knights. Burgess makes the first and the second. So that makes it a 10-4 game. And now the Red Knights on the technical foul will get the ball at half court with 5.47 left to go in the first quarter. 10-4 Eagles on top. Rosario between the circles to the corner for Burgess. Right back to Rosario in between. Definitely looks like a zone for, it might be a 1-3-1 one, one as Dauble comes up with the interception. Aiden Dauble with the pick. Another turnover for the Red Knights, but Exeter almost turned it over. Great save by Flanders to Garvin for an easy two. Yeah, that was a terrific rundown by Flanders to find Garvin. Man, I, mean, I didn't think he was going to get to that basketball. Cruz will pop for three, and Yadiel Cruz gets his first bucket from the top of the key. Bob, like we talked in the pregame, that's a part of his game that he has developed and makes him even a better offensive weapon. Get a timeout called now by Exeter. Jeff Van Gorder will call a timeout here. Just a 30-second timeout for the Eagles. I think he had a, something he wanted to talk to about the officials about something. But with 5-10 left to go, a great start for Exeter. 12-7 the score as the Red Knights have turned over four times early in this first quarter. And if it were not for the three-point shot by Yadiel Cruz, it changes the complexion around a little bit, but it keeps the Red Knights a little, whole lot closer than where they were, which was on the ropes early on. Just in these first three minutes, we could see the difference in the Exeter offense, how quickly, not, not just pushing the ball up the court, but once they're in the half court, how quickly the ball moves. You know, they're not waiting for Anthony Cachese to get open and to lob it inside. They're, they're moving the ball very, very well and um, have had quite a few open shots already. So following the Exeter timeout, they've got the basketball, and the Red Knights come after them with that full-court pressure. Guard against the inbounds pass, and then kind of scale back a little bit as Nestor and Garvin get it across half-court. Flanders, who made the great save to get it set up a bucket for Garvin on the right side, gives it up for Dauble, who swings it around for Nestor. Straight up man-to-man -man for the Red Knights. Flanders has it in the corner, finds Dauble in the low post. Catch, turns, shoots, misses. Daquan Burge, excuse me, Jeremiah Kamara with the rebound. And his dad on the bench says, push it up the floor. Rosario to the foul line. Dumps it inside for Cruz. Yadiel trying to get up around four different Exeter Eagles. Had him tangled up, and one of them is going to get called for a foul. Yeah, he drew a lot of attention there as soon as the ball went inside to him. Devin Nestor is the guy they single out as the fouler. His first team's third. Not a shooting foul, so the Red Knights inbound underneath. 4.36 left to go in the first quarter clock. Exeter on top, 12-7. Rosario inside for Osumano. Kick out. Camaro fakes the three, drives up high off the glass for two. Jeremiah Camara for two more. Nice pull up by Camara. Exeter again in some kind of a combination of defense there. It, it looked like a matchup. Kevin Sands started out on Cruz on that possession. Garvin catch and shoot three, and Reese Garvin rattles home a three. Garvin with the 17th of the season for the senior, and it's 15 9. Exeter on top. Reese Garvin has been up and down with his offensive production. This but Yadiel Cruz matches it with one from the corner. Cruz's second three of the game. Pulls Redding right back to within three at 15-12. Sands drives, dishes. Corner three is banged home. Devin Nestor with his second of the game. 
There's a lot of teams who come to the Geigel and can no longer shoot threes very well, but it has not impacted Exeter so far in this first quarter. The Eagles have dropped four threes. They lead it by six, 18-12, and now a foul on the other end called against Kevin Sands. That'll be the first on Sands, the fourth on Exeter. Brady Murray into the game for Devin Nestor, who has hit a pair of threes here the first four minutes of change. And Nico Sosa, 5'10", senior, will check into the game now for the Red Knights as Burgess comes out. Again, Murray had been a starter for the Eagles, but coming back from an injury, missed some time last week. Red Knights down by six with 3.30 left to go in the first quarter. Rosario, now Eagles fall out, come out into a straight-up man. Rosario driving against Garvin, bumped, and... Foul, no traveling violation called on Rosario. The defense of Garvin forcing the Red Knights into another first quarter turnover. Bob, there was a reason why Reading High and Exeter reached their respective state finals last year, and that was defense. Both of them were allow- at limiting opponents to 49 points a game last year. This year, Exeter's allowing almost 67. Reading, more than 62. And we could see why, <laughs> because... They're, they're playing at such a fast pace. And, uh, you know, defense has been, uh, what shall we say, at a minimum so far. <laughs> Wesley Rosario gets called for a push-off, battling with Aiden Dobble for position on the inbounds. That'll be his first. So Red Knights guarding against the inbounds. Sands and the Eagles beat that. Sands drives, kicks it. Murray, corner three, is well short. Long rebound. Cruz going to let it go, but he saves it, finds a teammate. Red Knights have it again, down by six. Rosario to a cutting cruise, blocked by Reese Garvin and out of bounds. It'll stay Red Knight basketball. Reese Garvin with the rejection. Yeah, you, you forget that Reese Garvin and Kevin Sands, who play, handle the ball a lot or outside a lot, both are 6'4", and both have very long arms, capable of blocking shots. 3.06 to go in the first. Red Knights with the basketball down by six. Kamara trying to cut that in half with a three. Missed it badly. Long rebound is run down by Osumano all the way out of half court. Red Knights keep possession. Now Rosario calling for it on a post-up against Garvin. Kicks it back for Sosa. And now they'll swing it around from left side to right for Kamara. Kamara on the clear out. Wants to drive and then kick. Rosario wants to do the same. Drives into traffic. Up and home. Most especially Rosario with a pretty finish. That's a really nice drive by Rosario and Garvin. Not like, didn't look like a sophomore on that. Looked like more like a senior. Flanders inside. Kicks it outside to Murray. But it took him too long. It's going to be a three-second violation against Exeter. Exeter turned it over a couple times early. That's the first in a while for the Eagles. With now 2.33 left to go in quarter number one. Red Knights get it back and they're down by four. Substitution for Exeter. 6-1 sophomore Jaden Ware now will check into the game for Exeter. Looks like Exeter's going to fall back into that zone defense here. They try to go to the base, to the post up for Yadiel Cruz. Poked away from him from behind by Garvin as Xavier Beatty will check into the game now for the Red Knights. 6'3", Junior comes in, and Osumano will come out. So it's Camaro, Osario, Sosa, Beatty, and Cruz, the five on the floor right now for the Red Knights. It's almost like a 1-1-3, because the, 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 the three players in the back right. of the defense are kind of right along the, the basket. Yeah, the makes you the basket. assume it's a 2-3 with those three guys along the back line. It's almost like a, an amoeba kind of defense because yeah. at times it looks like it's a 1-3-1. One, one. There's Sosa with the basketball on the inbound. Gets it back. Rosario flips it around for Cruz from the right wing. Nowhere to go. 
And dribbling against the zone is not a being a very is not working very effectively for the Red Knights as you would expect. Cruz now wants to drive and kick it back. Camaro, a long three, is home. Yet Jeremiah Camaro's first quarter, big first quarter, continues. He pulls Redding within a point. About a 25-footer, Sands right to the basket. But blocked by Cruz instead. Yadiel Cruz back the other way. Dumps it for Rosario, who gives it back for Cruz, who can't finish on the other end. Tipped by Sosa and grabbed by Garvin and Burgess. They'll go to the jump ball. It'll stay Red Knight basketball. Yadiel Cruz with a rejection to deny Kevin Sands at the rack. Yeah, Kevin Sands looked like he had an open layup, and then out of nowhere came Yadiel Cruz to slap it away. So a chance for the Red Knights now to regain the lead if they can convert here. Down by a point with 144 left to go in the first quarter. To the corner for Camaro. Fakes the three, will pull up for the two, and that's pure. Nine first quarter points for Jeremiah Camaro, and now a timeout called by the Red Knights. Francis Camaro, the Red Knights head coach, will call a 30-second timeout. 134 to go in the first quarter. We got 37 points on the board. A lot of action. <laughs> uh, this is fun. Uh, no shot clock needed here tonight. That's for sure. My goodness. Uh, that was a pretty move by Kamara. Excellent playing man-to-man defense. And what a quick release he has. You know, haven't seen him play before, but, man, does he have a quick release. Just at 5'9", so he's going to have to have that to get that shot off at times. But, and, and quite a range. Yes, but he has certainly shown that. you Some of those shots you think, well... You know, it might be a little bit too far out of his range. And one other thing that you can add to the mix for a ninth grader, a boatload of confidence. Yeah, he's not bashful. Not at all. So with our second lead change of the first quarter, the Red Knights back up on top. After Exeter had as much as an eight-point lead in this first quarter, it's now 19-18 Red Knights on top. Still a minute 34 left to go in this first quarter. 37 points on the board, and both teams have used a timeout as well. Here's a throwaway on the inbounds to Sosa. Missed it. Rosario got it back. Blocked by Garvin. Garvin pulls away the rebound. Great defensive play by Garvin after an extra turnover. Open floor. Sands. Kick out. Murray thought about the three. Decides not to. Gives it back. Garvin won't think about it. He'll put it up. Not there. And rebounded by Xavier Beatty and the Red Knights. Maybe not a good look that time by Garvin or a little bit too quick on the trigger. Here's Nico Sosa. Drives. Spins. Fade away but travel. Seven turnovers for the Red Knights here in the first seven minutes. Devin Nestor, who's hit a couple of threes for Exeter, will check back in. Brady Murray will come out. And Nestor got the start tonight in replacement of Murray, who's working his way back from injury. 107 now left to go in the first quarter. Still one-point one lead for the Red Knights at 19-18. Sands up across half court to Nestor. Now they'll wait to set up their offense. Dauble, thought about driving, can't get by Beatty. Nestor and Garvin, high post is Sands, turns, shoots, and rattles it home. Kevin Sands, two more for him. He's got seven, and the Eagles are back up on top, 20-19. to 19. Cruz drives, triple team, kick out. Beatty's open for three and got it. <laughs> Maybe we just have two teams with terrific shooters. Xavier Beatty's first three is trying to be matched by Devin Nestor. That's no good. Rebounded by Jaden Ware. His putback is home. Jaden Ware waited patiently as everybody cleared out of his way. Gets a two, and we're tied at 22. Hey, Bob, don't blink. <laughs> you might miss something. Down to 12 seconds left to go. That might be enough time for both teams. 22-22. Will the Red Knights hold for one here? Rosario with a basketball. The top of the key. Drives. Dumps for Xavier Beatty, who could not control it. 
Good idea, but they couldn't make it work with 2.5 left in the quarter. Exeter gets it back. That's the eighth turnover of the quarter for the Red Knights, and, and I, I can't remember that happening last year ever in any game. Aiden McGee now will check in for Exeter with 2.5 in the quarter, and Daquan Burgess will check back in now for the Red Knights as Kamara comes out. Exeter's basketball with 2.5 left to go in the quarter. A double to inbound. Tries to get it to half court. They cannot do so. Rosario runs it down. Red Knights get it back. Half-court buzzer beater will be too late as Exeter ends up turning it over at the end of the quarter. And after eight minutes of basketball here at the Geigel Complex, Exeter 22, Redding 22, back with quarter number two right after this on WEU and Redding. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome back to the Geigo Complex alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Exeter Redding in a dogfight so far, 22-22. After eight minutes of basketball, it'll be Exeter basketball as we step to start quarter number two. Rich, we spent a lot of time talking about some of the pieces that are missing from two teams who made it to the state championship game last year. But it doesn't look like these two teams have been impacted a whole lot so far. They can still fill it up. Yeah, this, the skills on offense have been tremendous. Redding just... Shooting very well, 8 for 16, but not taking care of the basketball well. Alex Kelsey back out on the floor for the Eagles. He picked up two quick fouls early on, but now he finds Aiden Gobble on the backdoor cut. Gobble for his first field goal on the assist from Kelsey. Eagles back up on top. Rosario with the three. Sands with the rebound. Outlet pass up ahead. Kelsey stripped from behind by Daquan Burgess. It'll stay Exeter basketball. 31 seconds into the second quarter. Eagles with a two-point lead. They led it by as many as eight in that fourth quarter before the Red Knights made their charge. I want to say something real quick, if I could, <laughs> about Aiden Dobble. He, he looks taller, he looks thicker than he did a year ago, and there's a reason for that. He was an all-county linebacker for the Exeter Eagles this year, and, uh, boy, he made a real pretty backdoor cut possession earlier. A bad pass on the inbound. Sands trying to make a long pass to Garvin. And ultimately saved out of bounds. Rosario with a great job of saving it off of the legs of an Exeter Eagle. So a turnover for Exeter. And Redding has it back. Down by a deuce. 45 seconds in. Burgess, dangerous pass in the paint for Beatty. Who gives it back for Burgess. To the corner for Osumano. And three is no good. Weak side rebound is timed well by Rosario. Tried to pass it to Osumano who wasn't expecting it. And it's a turnover for the Red Knights. Rosario trying to lobby that the ball was tipped out of bounds off an Exeter player. The officials do not agree with him. It'll stay Exeter basketball. 
Bob, it's going to be interesting to see Alex Kelsey back in the game with two fouls. If he can avoid a third foul, he is their best defender. He's going to be important for, for Exeter as this game continues. Sands swings around for Devin Nestor. So starting five back out there for Exeter to start the second quarter. Kelsey off the dribble, misses the shot on the fadeaway. Osumano has the rebound for the Red Knights. Burgess up ahead for Osumano. Back to Burgess. They kind of moved Rosario off to the wing. Now the sophomore will come out and reassume the position between the circles. With Burgess on one wing, Nico Sosa in the corner, Osumano and Beatty, the five on the floor. So Yadiel Cruz starts the second quarter on the Red Knight bench. He had six points in the first half, both threes. The Red Knights trying to show a little patience here on the offensive set. Trying to figure out exactly what they're looking at from the Red Knight from the Exeter defense. They've done a great job of disguising it this first half. Yeah, Reese Carvin's been under the basket guarding nobody and showed looked like showed Osimano a little bit of uh, respect there. Stays away from him. Osimano put up the three. It's well short. Beatty with another offensive rebound for the Red Knights. And the Red Knights will pull it out and reset. Rosario will drive and wants to dish. Nobody home. Too many passes that time by Exeter and they, by Redding, and they end up turning it over again. Turnover number 10 for the Red Knights. I think he said it well. I think Exeter's defense has really confused the Red Knights because it, it, they can't get a handle, and neither can we, on what exactly they're playing. Sands right wing to the left wing for Dauble. He'll turn and shoot for three and bury it. Aiden Dauble now with five, and the lead for Exeter is also five. 27-22 Eagles. Daquan Burgess to match that, but that's off the mark. Nico Sosa flies in, gets an offensive rebound. Sandwiched by a couple of Knights will kick it back for Rosario. And Francis Camaro from the bench says, settle it down, but a great find. Rosario inside to Osumano for two. That's that's what we we had a steal at this end. And now Exeter with the rebound. Garvin up ahead for Nestor. Nestor lost it out of bounds, so it ends up being a turnover both ways. And Red Knights will get it back, down by three. Jeremiah Camaro will now check back in for Redding High, and so too will Yadiel Cruz. As Beatty and Sosa come out, 4.54 left to go in the first half. Exeter 27, Redding 24, Red Knights have the basketball. If, as Francis Kamara said, Wesley Rosario put on a show in GV, JV games last year, he's putting on quite a show here so far with his distribution. Great, great pass. He does There's it again. It's a great no-look find to Cruz, but it's blocked by Dauble. Yadiel Cruz just couldn't pull the trigger against that backline defense of Exeter. And end up losing the handle thanks to the defense of Aiden Dauble. And the Eagles have it back. Burgess went for a steal to get away from Dauble, who drives into traffic. Count the bucket and a foul. Aiden Dauble with the teardrop and fouled as well. He almost lost the ball twice, recovered, <laughs> went to the basket, got slapped in the head, and made it. So Aiden Dauble with all seven points for Exeter in this second quarter and a chance to add to it as Daquan Burgess gets called for the Red Knight foul. His first, team's first. Dauble at the free throw line. Sophomore at 67% from the foul line. And 9.9 .9 points per game on the year. And knocks that down. Makes it a 8-point quarter for Aiden Dauble and Exeter. They lead it 30-24. to 4.15 left to go in the half. Rosario drives into the traffic. Into the corner is open. Camaro, history is long. And Dauble pulls down the weak side rebound for Sands. Up ahead for Brady Murray back into the floor for Exeter. Sands has it on the right wing, trying to get by Yadiel Cruz, picks up the dribble. 
Gives it back to the hot hand of Aiden Dauble. And now stripped by Kamara. Picked the pocket of Brady Murray. Turnover Eagles. Jeremiah Kamara going to go from one end to the other. And blocked by Garvin. Another block by Reese Garvin. And back comes Sands. Open floor. Kevin Sands will wait for help and reset. Great defense by Reese Garvin at that. And Kamara with a head full of steam going to the basket hard. And Garvin knocked it away. That's at least three blocks so far in this first half yeah. for Reese Garvin. None bigger than that. In and then back out to Garvin in the corner for three. Not there. Wesley Rosario pulls down the rebound for the Red Knights. Down by six. Rosario from one end to the other. Not there, but wave it off. Even if it did count, it's going to be an offensive foul on Wesley Rosario, and that's number two on the sophomore guard. A great take by Reese Garvin. Another terrific defensive play. Missed the open three at one end, and, but made up for it by drawing the charge on Rosario at the defensive end. So the Red Knights again will turn it back to Exeter with 3.19 to go in the half. And Exeter on top by six. 30-24 Eagles. Sands no problem on the pressure. Dump off for Garvin. Blocked by the Red Knights. And back the other way comes Redding Hawk. Not sure if that was Kamara or Rosario. Rosario again with a dangerous pass in traffic. Cruz couldn't handle it. But fortunately for the Red Knights, it's kicked by Exeter. And will stay Redding High basketball. Reading one for nine shooting this quarter here in the first five minutes of the second quarter after going eight for 16 in the first quarter. 3.05 left to go in the second. Red Knight to inbound. Dauble knocks it right back out of bounds. So it's Rosario, Kamara, Cruz, Osumano, and Kamara, the five for, or Burgess, excuse me, the five on the floor for Reading High. That's who started tonight for Francis Kamara. Red Knights have it, working it around the perimeter from left side to right. To the right corner for Burgess. See, Garvin's just staying, guarding, protecting the basket. Yeah, they're leaving Osumano alone so he can do that, and it almost worked out as the Red Knights find him, but Osumano couldn't finish. Back the other way. Dauble will catch and shoot a three and count the bucket. Daquan Burgess ran into the three-point shooter. Dauble still made it. His first quarter phenomenon or second quarter phenomenon continues and he's got a chance to make this a four-point play at the line you know Jeff Van Gorder said talked to us about the Eagles trying to adjust to his style and it's been kind of a learning experience they they look like they've learned their lessons very well <laughs> tonight Aiden Dobble makes the four-point play and now Cruz to try to match it with a three on the other end. No good. Kamara with another Red Knight offensive rebound. His two is no good. And Garvin pulls down the rebound. Exeter's lead is 10 at 34-24. Here's a corner shot by Kelsey. It's no good. But Dauble with another offensive rebound. And two more for Aiden Dauble. And Francis Kamara has seen enough of Aiden Dauble in this second quarter. He's going to call a timeout with 2.17 to go. Aiden Dauble last year during the Exeter's postseason made so many big plays in big spots and tonight he, he was pretty quiet offensively took one shot in the first quarter but man this second quarter he has taken over this game and has helped be re really single-handedly he's given the Exeter Eagles this 12-point lead it's a 14 to 2 quarter in favor of Exeter and Aiden Dauble has all 14 of the points that's really all you need to know but to Rich's point he didn't have any points in the first quarter. Second quarter, it has been all the Exeter sophomore. Again, averaging 11, uh, just under 10 points per game. But with tonight's game, that's five in a row of double figures yeah, or more. He, he is a terrific athlete, a terrific football player. But Bob, Exeter is getting the job done at the defensive end. 
So far, they have forced 11 Red Knight turnovers, and in this quarter, the Red Knights just 1 for 12 shooting from the field after going 8 for 16 in the first. We were talking about this a little bit in our in our game prior to the, the start of the Christmas break and, and talking with Matt Coldren and, and Matt Flowers in the Wilson and Muhlenberg game and about football players and kind of when their legs start to come around, when they kind of make that transition full wholeheartedly from football to basketball. And you're going to start to see that now from guys like Aiden Gobble, who was a big part of Exeter's football season in the fall. And now back on the basketball floor and he has come alive big time in this second quarter for Exeter and the Eagles lead by 12 after the Reading High timeout. Here's something defensively, Yadiel, Yadiel Cruz has six points both on three pointers early in the first quarter. Hasn't had any other basket, has not had a basket inside the paint. So following the Red Knight timeout, they've got the basketball. 2-10 left to go in the half, down by 12. Kamara top for Cruz, left wing to Osumano to Burgess, trapped into middle of the teeth of that Exeter defense and a turnover. They will call it a jump ball. It'll stay Redding basketball and avoid the turnover as Nico Sosa will check in now for Redding and Jaden Ware will check in now for Exeter. Burgess comes out for the Red Knights. Kelsey comes out for Exeter with exactly two minutes left to go in the first half. The Red Knights in a world of hurt right now, down by 12 on their home floor. Osario hounded by Jaden Ware out near half court. Osario trying to dribble past him and can't. Now he drives and kicks it for Sosa. Deep three. Nico Sosa, nothing but net. Big basket for the Red Knights by Sosa. Cuts the lead to nine. And now he comes up with a steal on the inbound. Sosa gets it right back in the Red Knight favor with 1.30 left to go. And the Red Knights now down by nine. So big turnover there by Exeter. Redding High trying to capitalize. Rosario. Off the screen, pulls up on the dribble, spins, drives, and finds Cruz for two. Great look, great spin move, and great look by Rosario Cruz with his first basket in the paint of the night. Now all of a sudden the Red Knights within seven, and the Red Knight faithful loving it here at the Geigel. 105 left to go in the half. It's 36-29 Exeter. Gobble looks for Sands at the foul line. Sands, kick out, corner three, Murray short. Rebounded by Sosa. Outlet up ahead for Kamara on a two-on-one. Kamara knocked away by, by Gobble, but right back to Kamara. Red Knights still have it. Nice recovery by the Eagles. Now Rosario will go back to work between the circles. Thought about stopping and popping. Will give and go between Rosario and Cruz, and Rosario finishes with two. One-handed finger roll, if you will, from Rosario. Cuts the lead to five. Seven straight for Redding High, who have made it now a five-point game with Less than 30 seconds to go in the half and nearly came up with another steal on the inbound. It'll stay Exeter basketball with 29.4 left to go in the first half. Exeter still has to go the length of the floor against the Red Knight defense. Sands will clear everybody out. He'll take it himself. Cross half court with 22 on the first half clock. Jeff Van Gorder would like them to hold for one. Good luck. <laughs> That's what I said. He'd like them to hold for one. Sands trying to do it by himself. Now gives it up for Dauble with 10. Gives it back for Sands with 7. Sands, here comes the double team. Murray has it with 2. Off balance. Ball is loose. Turnover. And that's how it will end. The frenzy of Reading High's defense forces a missed opportunity for Exeter on the other end. The Eagles, however, will take the lead to the locker room. 
after two quarters of play at the Geigel. Reading High trails Exeter on their home floor. Eagles 36, Red Knights 31. High school basketball continues on WEU right after this. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock is not guaranteed continued insurance coverage. Insured must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states. Patent pending. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Tonight's halftime show is brought to you by Lincoln Plumbing and Heating. When you need a plumber, get a good one. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years, Lincoln Plumbing has the experience to help from a leaky faucet to a whole bathroom remodel. Call 610-376-0863 for Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, as honest as their name. Alongside Rich Casella, my name is Bob McCool. Exeter running high. A dynamic basketball game through the first two quarters. And at the break, it is the Eagles on the Red Knights' home floor who lead Reading High by a score of 36-31. Great start for the Eagles. They jumped out to a 12-4 lead, but that only riled up the Red Knights, who then flipped the tables and got it back to their advantage after a 15-6 run. Got the Red Knights back up on top at 19-18. We were tied at 22 after one. But then Aiden Dauble showed up for the Exeter Eagles. He may have been a late arrival in terms of the scoring column in that the, he had no points in the first quarter, but he had all of the Eagles' 14 points in the second quarter, and the Aiden Dauble show had the Eagles up by as many as 12 in that second quarter before the Red Knights got ferocious on both ends of the floor and made themselves a little bit of a run of their own as they scored the final seven points of quarter number two. And that's where we stand. 36-31, running high, trails Exeter at halftime. And, Rich, I'd be curious to know what Jeff Van Gorder is thinking right now in the Exeter locker room. Again, got to be happy with where his team is. You're on the road at Reading, and you're up by five. Under everybody's circumstances who has Brooks County blood in them, they would think, well, if you're up, by, up at all by Reading, and they don't care when it is, if you're up by any points at any time against Reading, that's a good thing. But again, he's from upstate New York, so he knows about Reading, but he didn't know like Reading like we know Reading and what that means, but he still has to be really happy with what his kids gave him for the first 16 minutes. Well, I'll say for the first 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's probably Because the true. last three minutes, that was, that was a critical stretch yes. because Exeter had a chance to really break this open and, and pull maybe, what, 
go up 15, 18 points at the half. And Redding, with, it's back to the wall, give Francis Kamara credit. He called the timeout. Yep. They came out, looked completely different, and sc- went from, what, they scored the last seven points, seven of, the, points. Of, the, of the second quarter to make it a five-point game. And Redding needed that stretch desperately. Exeter has done a terrific job defensively up until those last couple minutes, whatever it was, two or three minutes, really confused the Red Knights. They don't know. They, they had they struggled to get the ball inside Yadiel Cruz until that beautiful pass from Wesley Rosario late in that run, late in the quarter during that seven nothing run. Um, I would think Jeff Van Gorder Van Gorder is somewhat happy. I wouldn't say he's thrilled, um, but he needs another defensive effort like that for the next 16 minutes if they want to come out of here with a win. Yeah, and I think the key to all of it is what we were trying to figure out and Redding was trying to figure out, which is exactly what it was they were looking at defensively. It's, again, the best way I'm going to say it is is kind of that amoeba defense. And that's, I think, the idea behind it is to confuse you and try to make you figure out exactly what it is that you're seeing. Is it a 1-3-1? Is it a 2-3? Is it a matchup? Is it a man? What is it that they're doing? And I think that's exactly what they're doing. A little aside, the first time I ever heard of the Amoeba defense was when I was in high school and a coach by the name of Josh Grovelny at West West Hazleton High School used that quite a bit with great success, played basketball at East Stroudsburg. But I agree with you that Reese Garvin is sort of like he's kind of drifting. He's He's in the lane. He's playing free safety. Free safety is a good way to (laughs) – good comparison. He is protecting the basket and is letting – Malik Osumano go wherever he wants right. on the outside, and that's been a difference because Reese Garvin, we, we we think he blocked three shots. He's a terrific defender, especially on the ball defender, and um, I I really I, I can't <laughs> I'd love to talk to Jeff Van Gorder halftime. What are you playing? Just explain <laughs> the the principles of it because it's been extremely effective. Yeah, because what they're allowing it to do is with Garvin just kind of anchoring himself underneath the basket. And until Osumano burns them in some way, they're going to stay giving the Red Knights that luck and making making them be honest with it. But it's complicated things for Rosario early. He was having difficulty. He was trying to drive and dish, which is what he likes to do, but he couldn't because Garvin was there to help tangle him up. So when they went inside, they were getting tangled up, and it also nullified Yadiel Cruz in terms of yeah. getting thing, anything in the paint or on the offensive glass. Yeah, I want to say something about Wesley Rosario because – this is my first opportunity to see him at the varsity level. Bob saw one of the games last week while I, while I was in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl. I, I can watch him play all night because he is a great distributor. He doesn't think score first and then distribute. He's thinking distribute first. And those kind of guys, even in high school, are very rare that they're willing to give up themselves. And he also can go to the basket. He made a pretty finger roll off the pass from Yadiel Cruz. Um, I really like what I see from him. You're right. I mean, Yadiel Cruz, we know, is a terrific player. But I really like what I've seen from Rosario here in the first half. And now let's flip it around for what Exeter has going for them offensively. One of the things we talked about with Jeff Van Gorder before tonight's game, I brought it up to him about the scoring of Reese Garvin. He's averaging 10 points per game, which is fine. But it's down a little bit from where he was last year where he was a big piece of the puzzle of a, of a good, obviously, very good extra team. But he was averaging over 11 points per game on a team last year. This team is scoring more points than last year's team, but Reese Garvin was scoring less. And so I was just curious, is he not getting his shots? Is he just not making his shots? Is he trying to do something else? And, and 
Coach Van Gorder's explanation to it from, from his perspective was it wasn't that he's doing anything different. It's just that their distribution has been so even. And the first half numbers, Aiden Dobble's phenomenal second quarter included. It's still a pretty balanced attack for Exeter tonight. I, I think that's what he's striving for is balance. I don't think he really cares who's taking the shot as long as it's a good shot or an open shot. He doesn't mind. I mean, if you look at the, 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 the shots, the distribution, Kelsey, who's in foul trouble, has taken two. Sands, four, none in the second quarter. Nestor, three, none in the second quarter. Garvin, five. Murray, three. And then Dobble was the hot hand, and he was getting the open looks. He took five shots in the second quarter. He made them all. So I, I that's the goal of this offense is find the open man. And if, you have, if you're open, shoot it. It doesn't matter. I don't. I think he. I think he has shown great confidence in all these kids because all of them have taken shots. <laughs> they have. Some as soon as they come off the bench, they're looking to fire up the shots. There is no hesitation on either side. Before Rich gives you some scores, I'll give you some updates as to the individual numbers so far in this first half. Again, Aiden Double, first quarter, not so much. Second quarter, oh so much. As in, he outscored Redding High by him's lonesome, 14-9 to in the second quarter. All 14 of his points in the second quarter. Seven for Kevin Sands all in the first quarter. De- De- Devin Nestor, six points all in the first quarter. Obviously, everybody, nobody else scored other than double in the second. Five for Reese Garvin and two each for Jaden Wade and for Alex Kelsey. For the Red Knights, nine points for Jeremiah Kamara, all of them in the first quarter. Six for Yadiel Cruz. And then four for Rosario, three each for Nico Sosa and Xavier Beatty, and two each for Maliko Sumano and Daquan Burgess. Bob, the only score I could come up with is a little bit of a surprise. Ole Valley leading Schuylkill Valley 28-12 to at the half. Ole Valley got off to a slow start in its first season with Chad Walters, but they're playing much, much better and uh, seem to have things in control uh, at halftime with a 16-point lead over the Panthers. Yeah, we expected Ole Valley will be the team to beat in Division Four. They already beat Antietam in a game right before the Christmas break, so those two figured to be the top two teams in Division Four. That's going to be a big crossover game. Obviously, Ole already lost to Fleetwood on a heartbreaker, so Ole will be in the thick of things for sure as a potential playoff team coming out of Division Four. And Skook Valley, why missing, we think, and Fleetwood all part of Division Three, and the Exeter Eagles will start with a great backdoor find. Kelsey to Sands for two, and the Eagles and the Reading High 7-0 run to finish off the first half, making a 38-31 Exeter lead to start the third quarter. Cruz to match it to the other end, drives off the glass, no good, tipped out of bounds, last touch by the Red Knights. So it's 38-31 Exeter on top. 26 seconds into the second half, and Exeter has the ball. Eagles are doing a very effective job keeping Yadiel Cruz off the offensive glass. Garvin, Sands, Kelsey, Devin Nestor, and Aiden Dobble, the same way Jeff Van Gorder started tonight. It's the way he starts the second half. Kelsey steps one way, drives inside, bumped, and fouled. Looks like that foul will be on Daquan Burgess and will put Alex Kelsey at the free throw line. As Rich said, Kelsey limited minutes in that first half with two quick fouls. It's also number three on Daquan Burgess. It looks like Nico Sosa's come checking in for Burgess, I assume. Again, Red Knights without Nick Chapman tonight, and at least for the foreseeable future. After taking an elbow to the orbital bone for tonight's game. Seemed to be in good spirits. We got a chance to see him in the locker room. We were talking with Francis Camaro. I asked him if Joey ever hit him that hard. He said, no, Joey never hit me that hard. 
Yeah, nice shiner, though, underneath that eye. Alex Kelsey, first shot is no good. Second is good. So Kelsey now with three, all at the free throw line. And the Eagle lead reaches eight, 39-31. Cruz, Rosario, Osumano, Sosa now in there. And Camaro, the five on the floor for the Red A little bit of an adjustment by Francis Camaro. Osumano staying near the basket, forcing Garvin to guard him. And they go back door to him, but Osumano could not handle it. Red Knights will turn it over for the 12th time tonight. But yeah, they got the look they wanted. Yeah, Osamano just stayed down low and forced Garvin to cover him instead of have, allowing Garvin to roam the paint and, and to help. Kevin Sands will take it across half court for the Eagles. Again, the 6'4 senior kind of forced into, maybe shoehorned into, is a better way to look at it as the point guard for Exeter. To Garvin, trying to get it inside. Nestor got tangled up with Osumano, and it ends up as a turnover for Exeter. As... Uh, Jeff Van Gorder wanted a foul there because right. there was contact for sure. His feet tangled up with one another and ultimately out of bounds, and so it goes back to the Red Knights. 6.39 to go into third, 39-31 Eagles. Rosario skipped pass from right side to left. Sosa blocked again by Garvin. Out of bounds, last touch by the Red Knights. That's at least four blocks by Reese Garvin, having a ter- doing a terrific job defensively for the Eagles. Goes down as another Red Knight turnover, back-to-back turnovers now for Redding High. And Exeter with an eight-point lead gets it back. Sands across again, half court. Now looks to give it up for Kelsey from left side to right. Kelsey, a left-hander, drives along the right side, forces the shot. Cruz pulls down the rebound. Wesley Rosario in the open floor for the Red Knights. Back to Cruz, in traffic, shot no good, but he's fouled. Dangerous pass, but an effective one for Wesley Rosario. And it will send Yadiel Cruz to the free throw line for the first time tonight. And Cruz really ran the floor well, as he as he has, as we've seen him do. Uh, Rosario found him. He just couldn't finish. Had a chance at the three-point play, but just couldn't finish. Foul on Devin Nestor, his second. First against Exeter here in the third. As Cruz at the free throw line, where he's a 69% free throw shooter. Rolls that one off the rim, no good. Cruz over 20 points in five of Reading High's first eight games on the year. He's at eight points right now as he stands at the free throw line. He had a career-high 30 in the Red Knights championship game win in the holiday tournament here at the Geigel against Cardinal O'Hara. Ends up one out of two at the stripe. It's 39-32. Red Knights down. But add two more, three more, two, and it's Devin Nestor. Drills his third three of the night from the right wing. Eagles lead reaches double digits again, 42-32, and now a steal by Nestor. Devin Nestor with another forced turnover by the Red Knights, and the Eagles looking for another dagger on the offensive end with 5.45 left to go in the third. 42-32, Exeter on top, but here's a steal by Sosa. Sosa in the open floor will lay it in for two. Sosa has really given the Red Knights a lift with his defense, especially in the second quarter, and now comes up with a steal and a layup. He had the steal that helped that 7-0 run come to fruition. Here's Sands in the open floor, but a great find in the back door. This time it's Sands to Kelsey for two, and Jeff Van Gorder will call a timeout. It started the third quarter the other way around with Kelsey to Sands. Now it's Kelsey to, Ke- Sands Sands like, to Kelsey. Sands looked like he was struggling to find an open man, and then Kelsey made a pretty backdoor cut. So two more for Alex Kelsey makes it a 10-point game again in favor of the Eagles and a timeout for Exeter. So both teams have now burned two timeouts in this one. 
5.15 still left to go in the third, up by 10 are, is Exeter. Bob, you wonder, you know, Exeter's had a lack of success against Reading for so, so long. If the two, if these guys, several of these guys last, played last year for Exeter and played Reading close right. twice, not just in the championship, the county championship game, but also in the regular season. And you wonder if that confidence, um, you know, has kind of carried over because they don't look intimidated at all. They're very, they're very aggressive on both ends of the floor, attacking. Um, you know, Jeff, Jeff really likes. Jeff must really like what he's seen from these guys tonight. 44-34, Exeter on top. Following the extra timeout, Reading with a basketball, down by 10, and another turnover and a sloppy pass that time by Osumano, threw it into traffic, and up ahead, Kelsey will lay it in for an easy two off a transition. Boy, Exeter's played a great game defensively, and another unforced turnover by the Red Knights. Five turnovers in this third quarter so far for Reading High, and 16 now in the game as we turn inside of five minutes left to go in the third. Exeter matches its largest lead by 12 and has the ball. Tipped out of bounds by Xavier Beatty, who just checks into the game for Reading High. As Rosario comes out. Inbounds pass to Nestor. Pulls it away from Sosa. Gets it across half court to Kelsey. Kelsey will drive. Cannot finish. Cruz with a great rebound. Here comes Yadiel Cruz in the open floor. Gives it up. Sosa on a three-on-one. Up and around with a reverse. Not there. Cruz offensive rebound. His putback is no good, but he's fouled. A rare offensive rebound for Yadiel Cruz, and he's back to the free throw line. Yeah, he was so effective on, on the offensive boards last year, and the Eagles have done a tremendous job keeping him away from, and, and keeping the Red Knights from getting many second chances. Val again is on Devin Nestor. That's his third, Exeter's second of the quarter. If Cruz back at the free throw line. He's now made two out of three. Jaden Ware now will come in, and Kelsey will take a breather. Four minutes, 41 seconds now left to go into third. And Yadiel Cruz now with double digits for the eighth time in Reading High's first nine games. Now give him 11 as the lead is 10 for Exeter at 46-36. Sands drives. Sands double teamed inside by Cruz and Beatty. Ball comes loose. Garvin runs it down. Dobble left wing for three, and it continues for Aiden Dobble. He's made his last six shots. <laughs> now has 17. Big night for Aiden Dobble. Sosa to match it on the other end, comes up short, and Sands all alone underneath has the rebound for Exeter. The Eagles have their largest lead now at 13, 49-36, and they're going to call a, a violation against Exeter. Turnover for the Eagles. Yeah, Kevin Sands carried, trying to make a move to the right. Wesley Rosario now will come back in for the Red Knights as Kamara comes out with 4-10 to go into third. Exeter has its largest lead now at 49-36 on Aiden Dobble's third three of the night. 14 now on the season for the sophomore. And here's that defense again, almost like a 1-1-3, switching to a 2-3. It's really confused the Red Knights. Sosa tries to drive against it, tries to draw a foul and does. That's going to be number four on Devin Nestor. It's also going to put Nico Sosa at the free throw line for the Red Knights. Running high is 64% at the free throw line on the season. They are 5 for 6 so far at the night, pending the 2 coming for Sosa. Bob, before the double 3 a couple possessions ago, Garvin with a really critical offensive rebound. 
and got it to Dobble for the three. So Reese Garvin has done a lot of the little things tonight. He had five points in the early on in this ball game, first quarter, but hasn't scored since then. But filling up the stat sheet in a number of ways, and maybe more than any is what he's done back there as the safety valve on the defensive side as Sosa goes two for two. That's now seven for Nico Sosa. That's a career high for him as he pulls the Red Knights to within 11 now at 49-38. Up the other end of the floor, Brady Murray back in for the Eagles. Dumps it off for Ware. Blocked and controlled by Wesley Rosario. In the open floor, here comes the sophomore. Dishes it off to Beatty. Blocked inside and a foul. Sands and Garvin were both there. One of them's going to get whistled for the foul and put the Red Knights back at the strike. I think it's it's going to be Sands. That's his second. So Xavier Beatty, who had a terrific football season for the Red Knights, we saw him with an unbelievable kickoff return in the game we saw early on against Muhlenberg. And Xavier misses the first of two. That's team four, four team fouls now against Exeter. So this next one will put the Red Knights in the bonus, although Beatty missed everything on that second free throw. So a wasted opportunity there for the Knights, whose deficit still sits at 11 with 335 still left to go in his third quarter. Inbounds pass. Jaden Ware pulls it away. Sosa went for the steal. Dangerous pass there to Sands. But Sands sees an opening. Will take it to the rim and get the bucket for a foul. Kevin Sands saw an opening and took advantage of it. Got the bucket and a foul as well. Might have gotten away with a walk just inside the half-court line, but really exploded, made a great move to the drove on off his weak hand. Now it's a chance at a three-point play. First foul on Sosa. Sands at 65% at the free-throw line on the year. His first trip there tonight, and he's pure. Five and a quarter now, 12 on the night for Kevin Sands, who's averaging 17.7. More importantly, largest lead now for Exeter reaches 14 at 52-38. 3.20 left to go in the third. Sosa, baseline for Osumano. Crucial spot here for Reading High in the last couple minutes of this third quarter. Down by 14. They made a run late in the second quarter to get back in it. Went on a 7-0 run. They, they need a little bit of something here to try to get it under 10 going into the fourth. Cruz with a tough drive. Misses a little baby hook out of bounds. Osumano had the rebound, poked away from behind by Sands. It's going to stay Red Knight ball. 2.58 left to go in the third. Reading High inbounds underneath. Down 52-38. Bob, again, Exeter's defense. Reading with just one basket here in the third quarter. Rosario inbounds for Cruz, guarded by Sands. Drives in, kicks it back for Sosa. Sosa pulls up for two. That's off the back iron. Garvin comes up with a rebound for the Exeter Eagle. Sands for Dauble on the right wing, guarded by Beatty. Right side, Garvin catches, turns, and shoots not there, and Sosa with a rebound. Miss Sands inside. Sands was wide open underneath. Garvin, though, was open from the outside. Rosario dumps it back for Osumano, who dumps it back for Beatty, and now back to Rosario, who calls out the play. Again, sophomore point guard, Wesley Rosario. Right side is Sosa. Cruz fighting for position down low. They tried to force it to him, and they threw it away. Turnover number six and a quarter now for the Red Knights. Exeter with a chance to add to a 14-point cushion. Murray left alone right wing for three is good. 
Great ball movement by Exeter. The other thing, they're moving so well without the basketball. Dobble was wide open underneath on that. He just, nobody saw him. Cruz tries to match it, but misses a three. And now a foul on the chase for the rebound as Sands and Rosario got tangled up. And I believe Rosario will get called for the foul. If so, that's going to be number three on Wesley Rosario. And it will be Exeter basketball, whose lead now is 17 points. It's also the Red Knights' third team foul. And Exeter, with 153 left to go in the third, gets the ball back. And they turn it over through the hands of Garvin right into Snisko Sosa's hands. The Red Knights with a great opportunity here to try to get it back. Now tangled up by Garvin is Rosario and a foul call. Carlos fouls wow. going on Garvin, and they're going to, going to oh, say it's a shooting, shooting foul, foul as well. Interesting. So Wesley Rosario will shoot two now for the Red Knights. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Jim Berkman next to me. Fifteen foul. That's why it's two fouls. Two new, the new rule in high school basketball. Five team fouls in a quarter. Send your opponent to the line to shoot two. So Wesley Rosario to the stripe for the Red Knights. And he misses the first of those two shots. First foul on Reese Garvin. Misses the second as well. So another great. wasted opportunity for the Red Knights at the terrific, line. Terrific box out by four Eagles there on the line. Red Knights didn't come close to getting that offensive rebound. High post is double. Kick out. Sands for three is good. Kevin Sands with a long three. And the Red Knights deficit now lo looms at 20. Kamara to match that. His long three is no good. And Sands has a rebound on the other end. 58-38 Exeter. 1.20 to go in the third. Murray looking for three more is short. Rebounded by Dauble. Stripped loose. It's in the hands of Cruz. Cruz in the open floor. Stripped and fouled. Foul from behind is going to put Cruz now on the line in the bonus. Jaden Ware, I believe, will get called for the foul from behind. It is. That's his first. But again, Yadiel Cruz will shoot two more now for Redding High. You know, Kevin stands quiet in the second quarter. Now has seven here in the third quarter. 14 for the game. Back to that balance we're talking about. Dauble had the hot hand in the second quarter, obviously. Sands has picked up the slack here in the third. As Tyler Flanders now will check back in for Exeter and give Garvin a breather with 110 left to go in the third. Cruz misses the first and makes the second. So four points in a quarter for Yadiel Cruz all at the stripe, but it's a 19-point difference now in favor of Exeter at 58-39 with 105 left in the third. Xavier Beatty back in now for Redding High. Along with Sosa, Kamara, Cruz, and Rosario. With a minute left to go in quarter number three. Exeter 59, Redding High 39. Again, Sands drives into traffic, up and still is able to finish at the rim. 60 to 39. 45 seconds to go in the third. Cruz jump shot with a couple of defenders around him still gets up and over the top for two. And now the officials are going to call a timeout. For, uh, it's just to get the coaches back in the box. Jeff Van Gorder had wandered a little bit away from the coaches' box. Yeah, Welcome Cruz, to high school basketball, yeah. coach. Cruz, Different. Yeah, Cruz made that shot. It was an off balance, fourth shot, but Cruz. 
with just his second two-pointer of the night. 60 to 41 after that field goal by Cruz with 35 seconds now left to go in the third quarter. Well, Exeter hold for one shot. They tried to do that at the end of the second to no avail. But they've got a 19-point lead here at the end of the third. Dauble tangled up and fouled by Sosa. Red Knights had a foul to give in the quarter, and they just took it. The next one would put the Red Knights, uh, excuse me, put the Eagles on the line. Sosa picks up his second, team's fourth. Alex Kelsey back in there for Exeter, trying to get back in there. Now he's back in. <laughs> he's in a little bit of a hurry to get on the floor. Kevin Sands. Lester said, hey, wait a minute, you got to check in. Kevin Sands will take a breather. 22.5 left in the third. Exeter's basketball. And now there's a foul on Flanders on an illegal screen. Tyler Flanders on the illegal screen gets called for the foul against Exeter. Going to give it right back to Redding High. Will not be a shooting foul, even in the bonus. But it is a turnover for the Eagles. Yeah, composure here for Exeter. They're, they have a 19-point lead. You know, just keep your poise. Appears as if Redding High will try and get one last shot here out of this third quarter, down by 19. Rosario hounded by Kelsey. Here comes a double team. He avoids that with eight seconds still to go in the quarter. Rosario right side. Tries to force the shot up to get a three call. Doesn't get a whistle. Sosa with a rebound. His putback is no good. And the Red Knights come up empty on the final possession of the third quarter. Exeter looking for a huge win in program history on the road at Redding. Eight minutes left to play. The score, Exeter 60, Redding 41. The final eight when we come back to the Geigel after this live on WEU in Redding. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We are proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Redding and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insurance must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states, patent pending. Welcome back to the Geigel alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool again. Could be an epic night for the Exeter Eagles. It was an epic season a year ago, but the one thing they could not do was beat Running High. They're on the top right now, 60-41, to 41 as we begin the fourth quarter here at the Geigel. Exeter on top, running with a basketball. Garvin back in the game. He rested for the last minute or so of the third quarter, playing at the bottom of that zone, now on Cruz. Cruz drives at him and gets himself some separation. Garvin tried to draw the offensive foul, but Cruz gets the bucket. And it's now a 17-point difference, 60-43. to 43. There's a three on the other end, no good, and rimmed out. It ends up in the hands of Jeremiah Kamara and the Red Knights. And Sands had the odd hand. That one went in and out for him. Sosa drives, dumps it off for Osumano, ends up back in the hands of Sosa. And his big night continues, a career night for Nico Sosa. 
15 point difference, 60 to 45. 45 seconds in and a timeout. Jeff Van Gorder saying, ooh, I don't like what I see right now and I'm gonna take a timeout. And he does with 7.14 to go and the Red Knights down by 15. So just trying to be the steady influence right now on the bench is the head coach for the Exeter Eagles. Here's a point in the game where they would love to have a Zion Pascal from last year who was their point guard, a terrific point guard. And Kevin Sands has handled those duties, not really his true position. So um, Exeter really doesn't have a point guard. They have several guys who can handle it, including Aiden Gobble, but they don't have that true, that, that go-to guy handling the ball late in the game and handling the ball against the and, and handling against yeah. Reading high yeah. or two different or, or two different players yes. it, it really comes down to it and this is the moment for Reading high I mean that's what they were able to do at the end of the second quarter when they get what when you're around Reading high as much as we do I always refer to it as a feeding frenzy because the Red Knights get it going it becomes they are literally sharks on on blood they they get it going and they can make it happen fast and that's a great timeout for Jeff Van Gorder to make sure Whoa, let's just hold on a second here. It's still a 15-point game, still a lot of time left, but let's just try to settle things back down a little bit and see if it works for Eagles' favor. 60-45 to 45 is our score. But obviously, a ton of time left with 7.14 to go in the ballgame. Reading looks like they're in a half-court trap right now. Dangerous pass. It's loose. Kelsey ends up with pulling it away, but he runs right into the long arm of Osamana, who takes it back. Up ahead is Sosa, who will lay it in for two more. Red Knights convert defense into offense, cut the lead to 13. So Malik Osamano showing his long arm on the other end, makes it all happen. Exeter back the other way, and Osamano knocked it away again. Sosa again in the open floor, drives, and Garvin fouled him. Nico Sosa will shoot two. Nico Sosa with 11 points has really given Redding a lift at both ends of the floor tonight. His career high was six in the win over Cardinal O'Hara in the Red Knight Holiday Tournament on Thursday. He's doubled that tonight with a chance for more at the foul line. Exeter has looked so calm under pressure throughout this game until these last, this last minute and 15 seconds. They've gone, kind of gotten out of whack offensively. Let me make it official now. Now Nico Sosa has doubled it. That gives him 12 with another at the foul line. The foul, by the way, on Garvin was his second. Brady Murray into the game for Alex Kelsey for Exeter. And the second is no good, and Murray comes up with a rebound. So it's a 12-point game now as the Red Knights have scored the first seven of this fourth quarter. Sands tipped out of bounds by Kamara. An interested spectator in the corner by the Red Knight bench. Gentleman by the name of Perez watching the ball game with his wife, Kristen. 6.34 to go. Sosa almost stole the inbounds pass. Murray, Nestor, Garvin, Gobble, and Sands, the five out there right now for the Eagles. Murray sees an opening. Baseline not there. Sosa has the rebound. Up ahead for Cruz. Red Knights, a couple men down, and it's blocked by Sands. And almost controlled, but Cruz took it away. Cruz inside, misses it again. Garvin pulls it away, tied up, and what do we got? Garvin and Kamara tied up with one another. And are they going to call a jump ball or a foul? I believe it's a jump ball. It's going to be Exeter possession on the, on on the, the possession ball. arrow. Yep. 
Rich, the thought just occurred to me how much time Reese Garvin missed in last year's county championship game. Because I forgot was, about the fact he rolled his ankle, ankle very early in that ball Remember, game. Exeter had a double-digit lead in that game in, in, before Redding made that late run and pulled away at the end to win by seven. Red Knights trying to make it happen all over again. It's 60-48 to 48 right now in favor of Exeter. Murray on the kick out for three is well short. Long rebound, Rosario trying to gain control and finally has it in the Red Knights' offensive front court. Rosario inside to the baseline for Cruz. Cruz backs down, up and bumped and fouled. When Yadiel Cruz gets the basketball in the paint, there are at least three, if not four, Exeter Eagles around And they did not do that in the first half. He's been able to get more touches low. They're going to say it was before the shot. Foul was on Murray, his first. And the Eagles second, but not a shooting foul. So Redding will inbound underneath. Inbounds for Cruz. Again, four Eagles around him. It went off the foot of one of those Eagles. Brady Murray touched it last. It's going to stay Redding High basketball. So the Red Knights are trying to get it to Cruz, and Exeter knows that. Three peep, three defenders around him. Sands guarding him now. Gobble so surrounded him and, and Garvin on that earlier. So they go outside for Sosa, who goes inside. Now he's needing some help. Kicks it out for Kamara. Still 5.25 left to go in this one. Red Knights are trying to get it to 10 or maybe single digits with a three. Cruz now comes to the corner to get it, guarded by Sands. They want Cruz closer to the basket than behind the three-point arc. Rosario calls him out for a screen, goes the other way, kicks it to the corner for Kamara. His three is no good. Dauble has the rebound. Double-teamed, gives it up for Sands. Back for Dauble across half court to the corner for Murray, inside for Garvin. Gets a defender up in the air, but will kick it out. Swinging around, and now patience for Exer. Murray drives up. Count the bucket and a foul, Brady Murray. Now, Brady Murray missed two shots earlier in this quarter. Didn't keep him from attacking the basket. <laughs> pretty drive, pretty move. Again, Murray getting himself back into the mix after a off week last week. Only played very limited minutes in the Eagles' three games last week. And had been a starter for Exeter. He's now at the free throw line. He gets his second field goal of the night. All of them here in the second half. He's got five. And a chance for another at the foul line. Foul called against Sosa is his third for the Red Knights. And they're first in this fourth quarter. Murray completes the three-point play. First points of this fourth quarter for Exeter. It's 63-48 Eagles. 4.45 left to go. Cruz, Burgess back in the game now for the Red Knights. Has it in the right corner. Can't get it to Cruz. Swing it back to the way. Rosario around. Osimano for three in the corner is well short. Dobble has the rebound for Exeter. I'm not sure that's the shot that Francis Camaro wanted. Sands, however, throws it away, trying to push the action. Jeff Van Gorder says, whoa, slow it down. Sands knows it. Yeah, he, he wants to push it, but under control, and that was not under control. Yeah, it was behind Nestor. He had no shot to catch that, so the Eagles turn it right back. Burgess, long three as well, short. Long rebound is controlled by Nestor. Again, I don't think that's the kind of shot that Francis Camaro wants. I think he wants Yadiel Cruz to get the touch inside. Exeter, great ball movement. Sands inside to Garvin, counted in a foul. Tremendous ball movement from Murray to Dobble to Sands to Garvin for two and a foul. Yeah, Garvin got the ball about a possession or two ago inside and could have gone up but decided to kick it back out. That time he, had, he hit the layup. Try, now he has a chance for the three-point play. Foul called Kamara. on Francis Kamara. 
Jeremiah. Excuse me, that's the second time I did that. <laughs> Jeremiah Kamara. And Garvin finishes off the three-point play. So Exeter in this fourth quarter has scored both of their field goals and followed up with a foul shot. So six-point quarter so far for Exeter. It's a 66-48 lead for the Eagles. Halfway through the fourth, Rosario drives, dumps for Cruz. Cruz up, baby hook for two. Yeah, that's who they got to get the ball to. And they, gotta, they have to do it faster with less than four minutes left. Difference of 16, 66-50 now. Exeter gets it across half court. Dangerous pass from Sands. Good catch by Devin Nestor to save another Exeter turnover. Exeter's turned over 17 times tonight. Steph Van Gorder didn't want to give you a number when you asked about turnovers. He just said, just want to be careful with the basketball. Sands baseline for two more. 19 for Kevin Sands. Big basket by Kevin Sands. Exeter's lead back to 18 with 3.20 left. Kamara drives inside, tied up by Sands and taken away by Exeter. Garvin up ahead for Murray. He'll wait, give it up for Garvin, but a bad pass turns it back. Exeter turns it over. Kamara in the open floor drive, bumped and fouled by Sands. Kevin Sands, the foul, will send Jeremiah Kamara to the free throw line, looking for his first points since the first quarter. Bob, if Exeter holds on here, up 18 with 3.06 left, those two three-point plays by Garvin and Murray will be critical and will be remembered for a while. So Jeremiah Kamara at the free throw line, first time tonight. Freshman at 65% at the line on the year. And again, in double figures now with that bucket. First of two. First points he scored since the first quarter. He's in double figures for the fourth time this year. Red Knights needing every opportunity for points now. As Kamara makes them both. And he's going to come out and Sosa comes back in. 68-52 after Kamara's two for two. With 3.06 left to go, Exeter's lead is 16 points. Dangerous pass is thrown away on the inbounds, but it's loose on the floor. Nestor with a great job to recover and then got on the floor, and Jeff Van Gorder called a timeout to save the possession. Nearly a turnover, but Devin Nestor with a nice hustle play saves possession for Exer. With 3.02 to go, timeout Eagles. A dangerous pass on the inbounds, almost a turnover, but Nestor saves it. So it's a it's a long losing streak. What was the number you had? How many how many twenty nine twenty nine in a row for since Exeter beat Reading High? Trying to change that here with a sixteen point advantage and three oh two left to go. Exeter now is down to its final timeout. So they Again, do save possession there, but only one one timeout left. Yeah, if if the Eagles do hold on, it's going to be and win this game. Uh, It'll be because of their defense. Their, their defensive effort tonight has been superb. Um, whether whatever the defense that they played, but, but and also the rebounding, the, Reading has not gotten many second chances. And y- Yadiel Cruz, I think, only has maybe two or three offensive rebounds, yeah. and that's not many for him. No, they've they've done a great job of just putting bodies on him and around him and make him earn everything he's had in the paint he got his first six points in the first quarter from beyond the arc gone inside more in this fourth quarter into the free throw line in the third quarter 
for his now 18 points so far. Inbounds play, no problem for Exeter to get across half court. Garvin with a good find inside. Murray left alone, but he missed the shot. Loose basketball, he comes up with it. Blocked by Rosario. And out of bounds, last touch by Redding High. So a great find, but Wesley Rosario in their last line of defense prevented the easy bucket for Brady Murray, but Exeter will keep it on the inbound. 250 left to go in the ballgame. Garvin looking for Sands, has to give it up for Dauble instead. Redding has two fouls to give before Exeter in the bonus. Brady Murray again, maybe not the shot you want, but then he buries the three. Brady Murray, nothing, but net makes it 71-52. Sosa elbow jumper is no good. Osumano tries to get the rebound and does for the Red Knights. That three might have been the dagger, Bob. Sosa tries to get it on the other end, but comes up no good for the Red Knights. Comes up with his own offensive rebound, but it's again loose on the floor. Still loose. Bodies on the floor. What will they call? Jump ball. Jump ball. Exeter can't afford to call that timeout now, as they did before, because now they only have one left. But great hustle, bodies Body's on the everywhere. floor. Devin Nestor a little slow to get back up. I can't help but think on that other end. Exeter very patient. And then Brady Murray left alone for the three. And I don't know that that's the three, that's a shot you want at that point in time because you got the lead, but he was nothing but net. He's come up big in this fourth quarter with six points, nine here in the second half. Two threes on the night, now 14 on the season for the junior. And a 19-point lead for the Eagles as a result with 2.11 left to go. Reading high on the jump ball, keeps it. Rosario pops for three. That's no good. And again, tangled up between Murray and Osumano. And now Reading high, uh, excuse me, Exeter will get it on the jump ball. So the three's not falling for the Red Knights. And they're in a world of hurt right now, down by 19 with 2.05 to go. Marvin trapped and fouled. Sosa and Osumano had Reese Garvin trapped, and one of them's going to get called for the foul. I believe it's Sosa. He's got That's his four. fourth. Yep. Yeah, Redding has one more. That was the fourth team foul here in the fourth quarter. Redding has one more to give before Exeter would go to the line to shoot two. Inbounds to Sands. Up ahead for Nestor, right in front of the Exeter bench. He's trapped. Gets it to Sands. Sands drives and kicks it. Murray again for three. And again, he buries it. <laughs> Wide open three, and that, that should do it. Exeter about to make history here tonight. Brady Murray with yet another Exeter three. It's a 21-point eagle advantage. Rosario on the corner, air balls a three, and now a foul on the rebound. And I believe they're pointing in the direction of Aiden Dauble. Yes. That's going to be just his first, and Exeter's fourth. Jeremiah Kamara will come back in. Red Knights looking for somebody who can find the range from beyond the three-point arc. Kamara with one tonight, eight on the season. They'll swing it around. Daquan Burgess also back in for the Red Knights as they find Osamano on the backcourt, on the back door. His shot no good, but he's fouled. So Malik Osamano will shoot two now for the Red Knights as Murray picks up the foul. His second team's fifth. Osamano shooting two regardless. Malik looking for his first points in the second half. And they miss at the free throw line. Sosa back in. Osari, Rosario comes out. A minute 30 left to play in the ballgame. 
Red Knights back here at the Geigel on Thursday against Wilson. We'll have that one for you here on WEU. Exeter with a home game on Thursday against Twin Valley. As Osamano makes the second of two. And it's a 74-53 game in favor of Exeter. Bump and a foul on the other end against Sosa. That's five and that's on number him. five on Nico Sosa. So his night is over. It's a career high for Nico Sosa. As he comes to the bench with 12 fouls, a new career high for him. But the foul will give the ball to Exeter. Wesley Rosario checks right back in. That's the fourth foul against the Red Knights. So the next foul either way puts your opponent on the line for two the rest of the way. rest of the way right now stands at 124. Sands inbound. <laughs> Nestor open for three. That's no good. Sands tips it. Exeter keeps it. Murray looking for help in the corner. Finds it in Dauble. Murray again will load it up from the corner for three Why not? again. He's Four got threes on the night for Brady Murray. Three here in the last five minutes. <laughs> 77-53. Inside Rosario. Try to get it to Cruz. Lost it out of bounds. Last touch by Garvin. It'll stay Red Knight basketball. Xavier Beatty will check back in now for the Red Knights as Osumano comes out with a minute two left. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Bob. You can't, what an impressive performance by the Exeter Eagles. No fluke at all here. Just a truly dominant Defensive and rebounding performance and a clinic in how to run an offense. A lot of open shots. Rosario drives, wraparound pass along the baseline for Cruz. His three is no good. Sands with an offense, uh, with a rebound. Kevin Sands in the open floor from one end to the other. Gets it at the other end. Kevin Sands with two more. He's got 21. Sands, Garvin, Dobble, all part of the, the Exeter team that lost in the championship game to Reading, about to make history for the Eagles. Ball deflected out of bounds by Garvin. 30 seconds left to play. Exeter, 79. Reading High, 53. Boy, there can't be too many times that a Reading team has lost at home by 24, 25 points. They find by Rosario, find Xavier Beatty underneath for an easy two. With 15, 16 seconds left to go. Exeter Brings it into the half court, and barring a foul by the Red Knights, the losing streak by Exeter to Reading High will come to an end here at the Geigel Complex. An impressive performance for the Exeter Eagles on the road at the Geigel. Come away with a 79-55 victory. The Red Knights fall to Exeter on their home floor. We'll take a timeout back with our postgame show and a whole lot more from the Geigel. Live on 830 AM, WEU and Reading after this. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit rednersmarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at rednersmarkets.com. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. 
and business owners. We also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome back to the Geico Complex where the Exeter Eagles have defeated the Reading High Red Knights by a final score of 79-55. Jeff Van Gorder works, works his way into Berks County and takes home a victory. Rich Garcella catches up with the coach. Okay, thanks, Bob. Down here with Exeter coach Jeff Van Gorder after an impressive 79-55 victory over the Red Knights. The Eagles end a 29-game losing streak to the Red Knights. Jeff, just your initial impressions of tonight's game yeah i'm super proud of the guys you know we came off three games where we played back to back to back against some really good teams in cedar crest and spring ford and the guys and you know i i, I knew about the streak i'm sure they did i didn't mention it to them um but from the opening tap they didn't back down i'm i'm super proud of all of them you talked about limiting turnovers you talked about rebounding but your defense tonight was special what did what did you want to do overall picture yeah the, again the guys executed a game plan we wanted to keep them out of the rim wanted to keep them away from the paint you know they made some threes early and I told the guys at the end of the first quarter that's okay you know they're a really good team you got to take something away um, yep sorry sir go ahead what was Reese Garvin's role in the defense it seemed like you were allowing him to roam the paint area yeah Reese does an awesome job being athletic and long and he's got a high IQ so you know, we kind of said stay in that paint, patrol it. We'll live with whatever his man does outside of the three-point area. Um, and he did a great job getting rebounds and a great job just being strong inside. The two three-point plays in the fourth quarter when Redding was trying to make a run, the one by Brady Murray, the one by Reese Scarvin, how important were they? Uh, super important. It let everybody breathe, I think. I think everybody had a breath after Brady made his. Um, and then, you know, I think the guys felt even more confident, not that they – wavered on that throughout the game, but I think once Brady's went in, it was kind of like, all right, we're good. You talked about there being an adjustment period. You know, you came in in, in the summer, um, new coach. You, you didn't really know these guys, and it's been, you said you have told Bob and I before the game about 70% of your stuff has been installed. I don't know if you could have played a more perfect game tonight against the defending 6A state champ. Yeah, again, I am so impressed and proud of these guys um they played with confidence they executed everything we wanted to do on a short break playing the best team in the state not only the district but the state um i'm just super proud jeff thanks we'll see you next week at burke's catholic we really appreciate it very impressive i appreciate it. thanks for everything you guys do a very impressive win for the exeter eagles no matter how you look at it but when you come to the geigel complex and you take down the red knights it becomes that much more impressive 79-55, the final score. Exeter with the W over the Red Knights here at Redding's home floor. We'll take a timeout back with more of our postgame show, including our player of the game and our play of the game, all when we come back to the Geigel Complex after this on WEU in Redding. You have auto insurance because... 
Let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insured must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states. Patent pending. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome back to the Chicago Complex, and our postgame show continues here on WEU with Exeter's 79-55 win over the Red Knights. It's now time for our player of the game, brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing. Whether it's dripping faucet, a drain backing up, or plans for remodeling a bathroom or a kitchen, it's important to have it done right. And Judd Firestone Plumbing has more than 85 years of combined experience serving the community. Call 610-678-9080 for Judd Firestone Plumbing in Laureldale, or you can find them on Facebook. Hard to pick for the Exeter Eagles because depending on what quarter you were in and what you were looking at, the Red Exeter Eagles got some great contributions from a number of players. And we talked about the balance for this Exeter team, and they showed that tonight with three players in double figures. They get offensive contributions from six different players in tonight's ballgame. But the leading scorer is the guy with the ball in his hands the most. And when you factor in the total complexion of the game, Kevin Sands with a game-high 21 points is our Judd Firestone player of the game, Judd Firestone Plumbing player of the game, because he had to have, to have the ball in his hands. And again, Jeff Van Gorder telling us before the game that you know they're kind of forcing him to play with the ball as the point guard. It's not ideal for him. He's much more apt to be a wing player, a guy who can catch and shoot it on the wing. But he's playing the point. He's handling the basketball. And you're handling the basketball against running high and their pressure. It just puts that much more pressure on you. But then you think about what Aiden Dauble did and where Exeter would be in that second quarter without Aiden Dauble, where he put up 14 points all by his lonesome. Exeter outscoring running high 14-9 to in the second quarter. And Dauble had all 14 of those points to give Exeter a five-point lead at halftime. And then the overall floor game of Reese Garvin and the unbelievable flurry at the end by Brady Murray 
as he finishes with 15 points, including four threes on the night. Murray with a uh, an outstanding game, too shy of his career high. He had 17 and five threes in a non-leaguer against Manheim Township. This wasn't Manheim Township. This was at the Geigel. I don't think um, Jeff Van Gorder would want a player of the game. I think he would want to spread that <laughs> around everybody who saw action tonight. What I, 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 It's hard to describe what we saw here. Exeter attacked, was not fearful of Redding's pressure defense. They were going to turn the ball over. Fine, we'll turn it over, but we're not going to. But we're going to be under control, and the defense and the rebounding, Bob, the team defense, the team rebounding was just so impressive. And, boy, you know, Exeter came into this 4-4, four and four, but against, as Jeff said, one of the strongest schedules right. in District 3, they made a statement tonight. They are going to be a team to reckon with in, in Berks County the rest of this season. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you were talking to, to, to Coach Van Gorder, that, you know, the epic season that Exeter had last year, the monumental season, where they win a division championship for the first time since the mid-'70s. They win and get to a district they championship. They win their first district championship. Correct. Yeah. First ever district championship. And obviously get to their first state championship game. So many firsts last year for Exeter. One thing they didn't do. They did not beat Reading High. So no matter what this season has in store for it for Exeter, they got that going for them already. They beat Reading High, and they did it on the Red Knights' home floor, and not too many people get a chance to say that. There was no luck. There was no no fluke. No. Nothing. There wasn't bad calls. Nothing. The Red Knights have no excuses. Exeter simply dominated the game. When Reading made two runs at the end of the second quarter and in the fourth quarter, Exeter responded. Just I, I am so impressed by what I saw here tonight. And I cannot help but think that what happened in the fourth quarter last year in the county championship game and having guys like Sands and Garvin and Kelsey on the floor and Dauble who experienced that, whether they were on the floor or on the on the bench, Lance and Garvin because he was hurt, but they were there. They witnessed it. Jaden Ware was there. They were guys who were, whether they were on the floor or not, they were a part of that, and they were a part of that team and having experienced that. And you can't help but think that that experience ultimately helps them persevere when the Red Knights make their charge, which is about, which eventually is going to come. Yeah, I, I think the poise that they showed here tonight, um, that stands out. The effort, the poise, um, the execution of the game plan, because they were getting open shots time after time at the offensive end. Their defense caused so many troubles. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to, to total up the fourth quarter shooting. But going into the fourth quarter, Reading was 14 for 43 from the field. I mean, it, it, was, it was a dominating performance. And, you know, hats off to the Exeter Eagles and Coach Jeff Van Gorder. So now it's time for our play of the game. And it's brought to you by Angstad Family Dental. Let their family take care of your family. Visit angstadfamilydental.com for more information. We'll go back to what Rich Garcella was talking about with Jeff Van Gorder. And that was that moment in the fourth quarter exeters came began the fourth quarter on top 60 to 49 but then there comes that feeding frenzy that you think is going to happen with the red knights the red knights did it at the end of the second quarter when they finished the second quarter on a 7-0 run changed a 12-point game to a five-point game at halftime now here we go in the fourth quarter and exeter starts to make some turnovers redding high starts to get some points points as, as a result they went on a 7-0 run and it was a bucket and a foul. And who of all people was it? Brady Murray. Kid was on the JV team a year ago. 
was a starter at the beginning of the year, hurt, out, not able to play a whole lot in last week's games, gets himself on the floor in this second half, and all of a sudden the fourth quarter became the Brady Murray show because he got a bucket and a foul for the three-point play, and then he hit three straight threes that were nothing but net down the stretch. Whether Exeter wanted those shots or not, it didn't matter. They Brady Murray had too, nothing but confidence, yeah. and he didn't hesitate. Bang, bang, and bang, three threes on his way to a 15-point night. But that was our our Angstat family dental play of the game. That little flurry, when when Redding was making their run and got that thing started in the, second, in the fourth quarter and scored the first seven points of the fourth quarter, now all of a sudden if they can get another steal, they can get it to single digits, and the crowd starts to get that much louder, now you know you're in serious trouble. But that bucket, the foul that ultimately ended up in a three-point play for Brady Murray's favor, at least stemmed the tide from that point forward. And Jeff Van Gorder said it just kind of made our guys feel like, okay, we're okay. We weathered that storm. We're in control, and we're still in a position where we can yeah. win this basketball game, and they were able to do I, just that. I just had time while you were recapping the game. Exeter finished well, – let me do Redding first. Redding, 8 for 16 in the first quarter and a 22-22 tie. After the first quarter, 11 for 42. <laughs> Wow, 4 for 15, 2 for 12, 5 for 15. Redding shot 19 for 58 overall. Wait. Exeter shot 29 for 53. 13 for 23 from three-point range. <laughs> There's the game. Yeah. I mean, and Redding, when they started to in the fourth quarter, needed the threes, couldn't buy one. Couldn't buy one. And no. on the flip side, Brady Murray's banging down one after another uh, and another. By the way, Kevin Sands with his 21 tonight, that matches his career high. 21 points in three straight games. The Cedar Crest Championship game, yeah, the game against Springford, and tonight, Kevin Sands, three straight games of 21 points and 17.7 coming into tonight's game per game on the season. Again, he was our Judd Firestone Plumbing Player of the Game. We'll take a timeout back and wrap up tonight's game and a run through the scoreboard as well when our high school basketball continues after this on WEU in Reading. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We are proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insured must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states. Patent pending. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? 
having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Welcome back again. The Exeter Eagles with the victory over the Reading High Red Knights by a final score of 79-55 as our postgame show continues. Exeter now goes to 5-4 and four in the season and now 2-0 and oh so far in the Division 2 of the Berks Boys Conference with their win tonight over the Red Knights as the Reading High Red Knights fall to 5-4 and four and 1-1 one and one in divisional play. As I mentioned, going to break, Rich, we'll catch you up to date with some scores with other games involving Berks County basketball. Well, it, it looks like there were... A few other non-conference games yep. uh, played, oh, not here at the Geigel. But anyway, up at Mart's Hall in Pottsville, it was Berks Catholic 57, Pottsville 43. The Saints trailed at the half. The Saints remain unbeaten. And they also give head coach Snip Esterly his 799th <laughs> career win. He'll have a chance to get to 800 Thursday night when the Saints play Daniel Boone at Wolf Gymnasium. The other score I could find, the only other one I could find was a non-league game, Anvil-Cleona 50, Quitstown 44. Speaking of milestone victories, Matt Coldren is at 399 and counting, and we will see the Bulldogs here at the Geigel on Friday night as Wilson will play the Red Knights. That'll be our game on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Again, Wilson at Reading High, a very obviously always an important game in Division One of the Berks Boys Conference. It becomes that much more important with the Red Knights getting a loss here tonight. And then next week, we'll stay in Division One, and Reading High will go to Muhlenberg for the first time with now, obviously, Rick Perez joining his good friend Matt Flowers on the coaching staff for Muhlenberg. We'll have that one for you a week from tonight. Reading High at Muhlenberg, and then Thursday of next week, how big does this game look? Even more so now. If it wasn't big before, it becomes that much bigger now. Exeter at Berks Catholic. We'll have that one for you from Wolf Gymnasium. That'll be a week from Thursday. So that's the next three games on our schedule. This one tonight, and then Wilson running on Thursday, Reading at Muhlenberg next Tuesday, and then Exeter at Berks Catholic a week from Thursday. By the time those four games are done, including this one, we're going to have a pretty good idea of what Berks County basketball is going to look like in 2024. Well, my guess is Exeter is going to be in this picture. Based <laughs> on what we saw here tonight, I think Wilson will be prominent. I think I think Muhlenberg and Redding also will will figure into it. Um, I think Berks Catholic you'll shout the problem. And I Berks Catholic, that's <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yes, and and I think out of those five, yep, I would say I would say one of those five will win the county championship. Don't know who. Yep, but I think one of those five. Um, but there, you know, for how good the last game we had, the Wilson Muhlenberg game, which went into overtime and it was decided in the final seconds, this one was eye opening. Yeah, eye opening. Just so uh, dominant. What a dominant performance by the Exeter Eagles. And, and they make history. And, 
end a 29-game losing streak against the Reading High Red Knights. Yeah, because going into the season, we knew with what Exeter had coming back from last year's run that they were going to be good. There's no question yeah. about that. But, you know, they're, they're, you figure there's going to be some growing pains because of the coaching change and everything that goes along with it, plus what you lose in, in Anthony Cachese and Zion Pascoe and how big of a... Of a and of Teddy a, Snyder. And Teddy, Teddy Snyder, Snyder, correct. He right. had several big moments right. in the postseason. So you know, that's, that's guys who had played a lot together and, and, and been a part of the mix. So you aren't sure what you're going to get with all of that mixed together. I've said this a, a lot of times in, bas- in basketball and football broadcasts on this radio station that I, I always say that graduation is the great equalizer in high school basketball because everybody's got to experience it. There's no transfer portals. There's no free agency. You just got to wait and see what's coming along in the classes underneath. And what are the JVs going to do as they step up into the varsity mix? And how's everybody going to come together? You just don't know for sure as it all comes together. But it all came together real fast tonight for Redding, for Exeter tonight. They got off to the fast start. They weathered a couple of storms by running high, and they come away tonight with a huge victory when it all says it done. This will be big for Exeter in a lot of ways. It'll be big for them now. It'll be big for them in the division and all the tiebreakers that go into it, and it'll be absolutely monumental for them in the district playoff seedings as well. It will also be big for them when the county playoffs begin, yep. and they know – they have beaten Reading decisively. Right. They know they're capable of doing that. I, I, I don't think this can do this can't do anything but help the Exeter Eagles. And now the question becomes on the flip side of that, how do the Red Knights respond? Especially to this? with the quick turnaround playing the Wilson Bulldogs here in two nights. Yep. So that, that'll, that'll be interesting. That yeah. will be very interesting to see. So the final numbers in this one in terms of the individual side, we told you about Kevin Sands now three straight games of twenty one points. Aiden Dobble with his phenomenal second quarter ends up with 17 tonight. Again, 14 of them. He scored all of Exeter's points in the second quarter and ends up with 17. And then it was the Brady Murray show in the fourth quarter as he ends up with 15, 12 of his 15 in the fourth quarter. And a great all-around game tonight from Reese Garvin. He ends up with eight points, nine for Devin Nestor, who got the start tonight, and seven for Alex Kelsey. And Exeter's total of 79 for Redding High. Yadiel Cruz ends up with a kind of a workmanlike effort tonight as he ends up with 18 points, 11 for Jeremiah Kamara, 9 of those 11 in the first quarter, 12 for Nico Sosa, career high for him tonight. He really stepped up, and again, the Red Knights playing without Nick Chapman, who is out and will be out for, for two weeks. Correct, for at, at least, least for, another two, for another two weeks before he is reevaluated. 5 for Xavier Beatty, 4 for Wesley Rosario, 3 for Maliko Simano, and 2 for Daquan Burgess and the Red Knights total of 55. Again, Exeter goes to 5-4 and four and 2-0 and oh in the division. Reading High falls to 5-4 and four and 1-1 one and one in the division. A recap of where we are coming up. Thursday night, right back here at the Geigel. Wilson and Reading High should be a very interesting matchup. Again, Matt Coldren going for win number 400. And how will the Red Knights respond to their loss tonight? We'll find that out 48 hours from now here on WEU. Then next Tuesday, Reading is at Muhlenberg. And then a week from Thursday, Exeter is at Berks Catholic. That is the foreseeable future as we now are in to 2024. Happy New Year, everyone. Basketball season is blooming on 8.30. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Danny Scott, uh, the athletic director here at Reading High School, as always, for the hospitality. Keep the lights on, Danny. We'll be back here very shortly. For Sean Tansky back at the WEU studio, for my colleague Rich Scarcella, my name is Bob McCool. As always, thank you for listening to High School Basketball. Hope you'll do it again right back here on Thursday night with Wilson and Running High here from the Geigel. Tonight it goes to the Eagles. The final score one more time, Exer 79, 
Reading High 55. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great night. We'll talk to you very soon. Tonight's live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball, presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU, has been brought to you by Angstad Family Dental, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. This has been an exclusive live presentation of WEU, 30 a.m. in Reading.